And then I was like, can I just give you my phone number? And if anything ever comes, can you just text me? And then this is the best part. She's like, sure. And so I put my phone number in her phone and then I handed it back to her. And she said, "And wait, tell me your name. And I said, it's Busy. And she goes, oh, like Busy Phillips, the actress? Ah, <laughs> I don't feel great, but I'm okay. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. I know. I know. Here's what I have many thoughts and feelings. Time <laughs> to cry. Aw. Um, like, I haven't felt right for weeks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think because I would get tested for COVID daily. Yeah. And I'm doing so many things like work is just you know we've discussed yeah requires a lot and which is great we talked to Gloria Calderon today guys later in the show we did we did an interview and um and her thing about reframing how you talk about things is like I it is something I've been thinking about and I want to like continue to implement it but there, you know, I've, this is a very, um, like th- it's a show that, that asks a lot of us, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I haven't been feeling right, but like obviously getting these negative COVID tests day after day after day, I've just been like powering through it. Like we all kind of fucking do, you know? Right. Right. And then this weekend... Friday, we did the most insane thing, which was I presented a jingle ball in character. I saw. Mark was also in LA all last week with Birdie Cricket. Doesn't have like our, we don't have like a nanny anymore, you know? Right, right. And that help in our home has been... It's sort of been, it's been a little bit tricky. Yeah. If Mark is in New York, it's not because he is very flexible in his work and stuff. So he can just be there whenever the kids need them, need him. But it was really just really stressful. And I was feeling last week, I was starting to feel like, uh, like really, like starting to feel really bad. Yeah. But I hadn't been feeling... Right, for weeks. And remember I had that sinus infection? Yeah. Well, I don't think it, I don't think that sinus infection ever went away. But mm. I also think... So anyway, on Sunday I woke up and I was like... It was just me and Cricks on Saturday. Oh, we had like a little play date, the two of us, with a, with a mom that I like from school. Okay. And her little girl is like become Cricket's BFF and it's really, yeah. they're really cute together. Aww. So I texted and I was like, are you guys around this afternoon? And she was like, actually, because she, ha- she has, they have a baby. She's like, actually, I never have help on the weekends, but the, our nanny is here today. Like, so I, we are free. And I was like, why don't you guys come over and hang out? So we had like, it was really nice because I haven't done stuff like that. You know, I've really missed it. Yeah. 
And then we took the girls out to dinner and it was hilarious. Um, mm. They were really funny. Aww. And, but then I was just like, after they left, I had like a glass of wine. Again, not the best for sinuses, just FYI. Yeah. But after they left, I was like, oh no, I feel crazy. And then Sunday I woke up and I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. Oh no. Oh no. And then some someone forwarded me like Lil Nas X's team tested positive for COVID. Oh no. <laughs> like, but like they were all tested before Jingle Ball. Obviously you sure. get tested before you go in. Yeah. So that, but then I was just like, well, what if I full blown have COVID? Right. So I called my production and they like were like, yeah, you can go get tested at the place in the city that they test people. But I also have this at home testing device that this company sent me. Okay. I didn't even know about that. It's fancy. Sounds I guess they have fancy. like memberships. Oh, okay. But, or you can buy the machine outright. Like basically oh, it's called okay. Q. Like guys, it's not an app. Oh, this I do is... know. Yeah, I do know about that. I know somebody that had that at their house. Oh, right. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a famous because person, the, guys. A, a famous, famous person. person. Um, because they had to get tested like I think more than one time a day um for their work. Yeah. Okay, so you have the testing thing at your house. Well, it just I just got it. They just, the oh, okay. company, very graciously, was like, we'd love to send you a Christmas gift of this fancy COVID testing machine. And I was like, I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> well, that's good. So, so far, COVID negative, but... Oh, no, it's totally negative. Yeah. Yeah. So I did two Q tests and I did... uh and I did the PCR, full PCR test from like the people at work. Gotcha. So I knew it was negative, but I was like, there's just something is wrong with me. Yeah. And so then at work, but again, this is like where I'm just sort of, I don't know. It's so hard here. So I texted uh, my doctor in LA and... uh and I knew, I just had this feeling. I was like, this is just it. Like, I just hit the, I hit the, like, wall, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I went to work yesterday morning super early. And Renee's, Renee, like, recommended me to her doctor, who's, like, a vocal cord specialist. And EN, there are lots of different ENTs. Yeah. There are ENTs that specialize in vocal cords, in ears, in neck surgery, in face surgery, and there are ENTs that specialize in sinuses. And that is what I was looking for. (laughs) And I didn't want to go back to the just general ENT person that I had seen a month and a half ago because I knew now, like, I know that this is just... Anyway, it's like old school. I haven't had a sinus infection, infection like this since before my surgery. Right. I know. I was surprised to hear that you had one... Again, because I feel like you don't even have any sinuses left. No, well, listen, Dr. Wang, my new doctor who I'm obsessed <laughs> with, 
<laughs> so anyway, I don't know. I'm you guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so like my brain is not. Uh, I'm not operating in a full form. I'm back to my old school foggy brain sinus vibes. But anyway, <clears throat> so then my doctor in LA, my just general practitioner doctor in LA, um, I texted her again and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm literally in so much pain. I need help. And she wrote back, she was like, this is a referral from this other doctor. Try these two doctors. I looked them up. I liked the look of Dr. Clark Wang. <laughs> I really Sometimes did. that's all it is. You just, I really you know. did. And I, and so Ray and I had been texting back and forth because I was shooting, like, you know, actively making a television show. Right. <laughs> Right. So it's hard to like make calls to whatever. But I was just like, you know what? Ray was having zero luck. And I was like, you know what? I'm just calling like a Hail Mary to Dr. Wang's office. I did. They were like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. The doctor's fully committed. The earliest he could see you would be next week. And I was like, okay, listen, I'm just going to get real with you for one second. I have got to see a doctor today. I had sinus <laughs> surgery in 2018 in Los Angeles at Cedars. Like, this was my doctor in LA. I'm here in New York. I'm shooting a television show. I have, I know I'm going to be off work this afternoon, but I, I'll have to go to the hospital. Like, I'll, I knew, I like already, I was like, I'm going to have to go to a hospital. If there is any way there's a cancellation or you could squeeze me in, or if you could just ask him, I would just, I would do literally at this point, I'm in tears. Like, I can't, you know, like, whatever. And she was like, okay, okay. Let me just take your number. I'll just, let me just, let me just take your number. I'll call you back. And then she called back, like, they were rolling. We were about to start going. And I was like, sorry, guys, I gotta take take this. And so they got me in to see Dr. Wang yesterday at 4.30. And he was like, immediately, like, did the scope up. I was like, oh, thank God. He's He's exactly what I need to see. Put the... You remember when I would show you like the um, videos up my nose? Yes. Into my sinuses, into my head? Yes. So he did that and he immediately was like, "We've, you have a massive sinus infection. Like what is happening here? You're Ugh. so sick. And then I told him, well, a month ago, a month and a half ago, I thought I had a sinus, you know, I felt like I had a sinus infection. I went to this doctor and they gave me this antibiotic and he was like, I've talked to you for two seconds. I would never give you that antibiotic. I wouldn't do anything <laughs> for you. He was really like salty. I loved him. <laughs> and uh, so he put me on, what was that? It's the rain. Oh, I heard it's raining there. It's pouring, torrential. Scary? Kind of fun. No, I mean, it's nice to have like some weather. I enjoy <laughs> weather. Anyway, so now I'm on massive amounts of steroids and a really strong antibiotic. And he essentially was like, I'm not even sure if you should be flying next week for Christmas. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Oh my goodness. That's a lot. Anyway, Ray's Ray's bringing a fruit basket over to Dr. Wang's (laughs) nurses. Shout out Stephanie and Emily for for hooking me up. I was like, 
Oh, you're getting a gift basket. There's no, <laughs> there's no two ways about this. I hope um, it's good fruit. Well, that's up to Ray. He's gotta, <laughs> he's gotta do that. Um, but I got home and I was like, oh, I guess I have to look. I had a six forty-five a.m. pickup today. I was supposed to have a six forty-five a.m. pickup today, uh. and so I was like, I guess I gotta look at my lines. And I looked at the scene and I'm. I like looked at the call sheet and there I'm in only in the first scene. I'm like, well, that's good. At least I can just sleep after or whatever. And so then I go to the scene to learn my lines and I'm like, Wiki and Gloria, 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 Wiki and Gloria. Summer's feet appear underneath the bathroom stall. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely not. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You weren't just no. going in to show Be your feet. feet. <laughs> well, I texted. Honestly, I would if it were. Of course, if I weren't. Like, of course, you don't want to get anyone else sick, and you don't want to get sicker. And you have scenes coming up that are more important than just showing your ankles. So, well, so yeah. So I slept until ten thirty this morning. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. I didn't That's just not show up for work, guys. They, we, I talked to people. You called. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Eric Gurian and Meredith Scardino worked it out for me. And, and it's all good. Um, and I don't feel better yet. But I think that I've now taken the steroids twice and two antibiotics. So I think maybe by tomorrow morning I'll feel because I'll take... Yeah, pretty soon you'll be able to lift a car. Yeah, I'll take more steroids tonight, more antibiotics tonight. And then... yeah. I mean, that's insane. It's a lot. It's, it's pro. It's, I mean, it's a lot, but it's probably actually not that insane because I think like all of our immune systems are probably a little bit weaker than they used to be because I feel like every time oh, anyone right. in my family does anything in public, they're like, oh, I have like a little bit of sniffles or whatever. And like, I just think that it's a lot easier to pick something up maybe than it used to be and you're tired like, we're you're like, run down I am run down because like we're babies we're yeah. babies again yeah we're just because like we spent like again. a year in the inside the house <laughs> yeah exactly exactly just we weren't little, we gotta start eating dirt we're veals well we just, I'm not gonna eat dirt because I feel like that's I'm not gonna say who but I <laughs> I feel I feel like there's celebrities that like are like I eat clay and then Everybody, um, is that know. true? I don't it's even just, know what that is. It's a bad road to go down. I think even to like, even to jokingly say that you're going to eat dirt, I feel like someone's going to be like, "Busy Phillips eats eats immuno boosting dirt." Well, I don't, but I am <laughs> drinking. I clearly you need to don't play in some dirt, maybe, but not maybe not eat it. I am drinking uh, a juice that. I got so that's nice. I guess. Oh, good. A green Some juice, fresh juice. Here's well, what that's I decided, good. though, Casey. I'm going to tell you. I had a, I had a, I had an epiphany. Okay, let's hear it. I'm done with sinus infections. This is the last one I'm ever going to have in my life. I think that'll work just as well as anything else. I know, and I and I really believe it. I believe it to be true. It's enough. Like I'm leaving it behind. It's like an yeah. old. It's an old way. I I didn't. You know, it's a, it's like a it's a manifestation of an old way of being, and I like don't need it anymore You've in my life, and it's hit done. Hit your lifetime limit. 
I hit my lifetime limit. Sinus and infections. Yeah, it's over. And and um, I'm leaving them behind. I'm leaving them behind in 2021. <laughs> so a little feeling a little low key and a little not well, but on your way to being well. So that's good. That's good. That's all good. Yeah, stuff. I mean, I don't feel like um I do feel like energetically, I know like things were feeling really kind of horrible for a, a little bit. Yeah. I do feel since that eclipse, the last eclipse of eclipse season, I do feel there's been an energetic shift for myself. Okay. I can't speak for everyone, <laughs> but I do, I do feel a bit like, I don't know, like things feel a little bit different. Do you feel oh. like that or no? I mean, listen, I had one of the worst days of my life this week. Not one of the worst days of my life. That's a lie. My dad passing away was one of the worst days of my life. But I had like a classic bad day that almost seemed like a joke. So I don't know. Okay, so you know that I went to the doctor. I had that lump in my armpit. Yeah. I too begged someone to get me in to see. I was... I was only able to scramble something like a couple weeks after my initial doctor's appointment. But so I was able to go to a radiology place here in Los Angeles. That was great. Like a beautiful radiology center. And my doctor was like, let's get an ultrasound on that lump in your armpit. I don't think it's anything, but just in case. And And also there have been reports that people post booster have yes, had yes, those that's what, lumps, that's, right? Yeah, that's what she said. And also my husband was like, uh, this is weird, but I also have a lump in my armpit. So I was like, it's probably, huh. that does make me feel better because we can't uh-huh. all have nefarious armpit lumps. So, right. so anyway, she was like, yeah, I'm going to send you. So I went um, last week. To get a mammogram and to get an ultrasound on... How long had it been since you had a mammogram? Did you do it It had been a while, like, since I was in New York and... Oh, really? You know, yeah. And it's, like, again, not my favorite thing to do, so... yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's nobody's favorite. I had my first one, remember? Yes, I do remember. I'll say this. I'll say, I I mean, like, uh, in case I haven't made this clear, I am particularly anxious about doctors for various reasons. We talked about like sizeism and doctors, you know, only seeing your size and only talking to you about that and how that hampers a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are, um, who are larger to not go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I've had a couple really, really negative, like before all that, just really, really negative experiences experiences with particular doctors that like, I don't want to get too deep or too dark, whatever. But those things combined just really like make me, it's like pulling teeth to get me to go to the doctor. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'll grit my teeth through it. So anyway, but this doctor's really nice. She wanted to send me for an ultrasound mammogram. So I went, the place was really nice. Everyone there was really nice. I got my mammogram, which... There's no two ways about it. It sucks to get like your boobs smashed in this thing. It's not the funnest thing, but everybody was really nice. Then I went and got the ultrasound on my armpit and um and that was fine. Again, like not 
not pleasant. Like it's not the same as like a baby ultrasound where they just like gently glide it over your tummy. They're like really digging in there to try to find the thing that they want to look for. So anyway, I did it. They were like, we're going to call you with the results by 4 p.m. A doctor's going to look at the going to look at all of your scans and call you by 4 p.m. So we'll talk to you later today. This was early in the morning. I go out to my car where my car was parked. Someone had backed into my car and put a pretty significant dent in the back of my car. That is not my car, by the way. It's a car that I'm just renting. Oh so, my God. And they hadn't left a note and like no one was around. And I was what like, what day well, was this? What was the date? It was the ninth. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck me. Great. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going to just, there's nothing to do but drive myself home and figure out like what to do about this dent in my car. So I drive home. I go inside the house, pour myself a cup of coffee, literally sit down. And it's like, it was like a 20 mile drive to, to get back from the radiology place, pour myself a cup of coffee. And I'm like, now I'll just start my day and wait for this call. I immediately got a call from the radiology center saying the doctor would like you to come back in, um, to get some more scans done. So I was like, great. Now I want to vomit. <laughs> And so I was God. like, okay, it, when can I be there? And they were like, uh, please come as soon as possible. They want you to get it done as soon as possible. So I was like freaking okay. the fuck out, yeah, you know? And I was like, it's going to take me a while to get there, but let me get in my car and get on the way. So, and it was also like a gray day and a little rainy and so I started driving with my newly dented car back to the radiology center. And um, then I was like less than, I made it like 19 miles. I was less than a mile away. And then I got a text on my phone. This is a testament to like why you shouldn't pay attention to texts while you're driving. I was like, shit, that might be from my doctor and just like looked at it and like kind of did that thing where I almost took an exit. But then I was like, no, this isn't the right exit. And so like swerved just the tiniest bit, popped not one, but two tires on my car. Oh a mile God. from this test that I go need Jesus. to take. So I literally just called my husband at work, started crying my head off the second he answered the phone. And like, huge shout out to that guy. He was like, I can see where you are on my phone. I'm on the way. I'm this far away. So he came, he got me. We left the car there. He took me back to the radiology center. I got another mammogram, another sonogram. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, we need to do it one more time. They had had the doctor look at it like immediately, like they left me laying there on the table and we're like, we need to do everything one more time. That's what happened to me too, by the way, last Ugh. time. Yeah, it it was, you know, it was a bummer. And like, it's a bummer. As I said, like, you know, I know, I knew in like logically that there's a good chance it's nothing. But also I know from my own history, once in a while, it is something. So you have to like go through with it. Mm-hmm. And I really just wanted to like fucking leave. And so then they came, did it a third time. But that by that time, it really, really like it hurt. I was sore and I just wanted to like, ugh, I just needed to collapse. Um, but so anyway, then... 
in the meantime, my husband had dropped me off and like went back to the car and was like waiting for a tow truck to come pick it up to bring it to get new tires. And so I called him and he was like, okay, the tow truck's on the way, but I think I can get there and get you and get back. And then we can meet the tow truck driver. It'll all be fine. He was like really taking charge. So while I was waiting for him, then in the lobby of the radiology place, they were like, my phone rings and they're like, hi, it's the radiology place. And I was like, okay, yeah. And they were like, can you get somewhere where can you talk? And I was like, I'm in the lobby. Like, do you want me to come back in? What? So they were like, just get somewhere where you can talk. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking like pass out in this lobby. So anyway, I went to some corner and I was like, yes, just shout to me what it is. And so they were like, oh, everything looks fine. There were just some things that, you know, that the doctor wanted to get some, uh, a, a second and third glance at, and then we'll just, we'll, you know, we'll just keep an eye and we'll like come back in a year. And I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> yes. After all that. And I just was like, I was so sore and so sad about my fucking car. That isn't even my car. <sighs> but our friend Amanda, who we work with on this podcast, I was texting her the whole time that this was going on because we were supposed to have a meeting with someone. And um, and uh, obviously, I had to postpone. And she was like, you know, someone told me something really smart is that sometimes you just have to treat a bad day like a sick day. So mm. just like, get yourself home, get in bed, put on a movie. And she was really right. And I was really lucky to uh to be able to do that but like shout out to it was just like like normally I'm like I got this I can do this myself I'm not gonna I'm gonna cry <laughs> I'm not okay. gonna say anything I'm not gonna you know I just like I'm very stoic about those things yeah I was, didn't even know that happened it was really scary <laughs> and really like it didn't have to be that scary. Like, I freaked myself out a lot. Well, but also, I feel like the doctors sounded a little bit like they sort of freaked you out, too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I appreciate the urgency, and I appreciate so much that they were, like, getting back to me in real time because, like, the, truly, the last time I had a mammogram, it took two weeks to hear back that there was something that they wanted to keep an eye on. And that, like, so then I had to wait two weeks just to hear that there was something to worry about instead of two minutes, you know? Yeah, it feels like they, I mean, it's weird because it was like their communication was quick, but it was also like sort of panicky. Yeah, and and listen, like in their defense, I think there was like something that was concerning enough to like, you know, they have to be vague. Nobody's allowed to say anything that right, right. is not their place to say. Yes. You know, like I'm remembering back <laughs> when my son was like a little baby, uh, I think like a, a student doctor mentioned something about his skull looking unusual and like that freaked us out so much. And then like our regular pediatrician was like, he never should have said that. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. So everybody is like, everybody is walking a line. Right. But yes, for sure. I mean, well, by the way, back to Dr. Wang yesterday, uh -huh. After the discussion about my sinuses or whatever, he's like, but we need to talk about something else. And I was like, oh my God. And he's like, you've, do you, do you, you've really um, 
pronounced and swollen like nodes in your neck and your like under your chin, like my neck and my head. Yeah. And he's like, that's not normally what like we see with sinusitis with like a sinus infection. Right. right. But I can't know until you get the sinus infection under control. But like it's kind of, it is a little, it's concerning me a bit. Yeah. How, how they are. So uh, after you go through this, like we need to check, I need you to come back in so we, so I can check these notes. And it's like, (laughs) I appreciate the yeah. diligence. Yeah. But also maybe just say like, it's probably the sign of Yeah. <laughs> but maybe he's yeah. just trying to scare me so I come back. I don't know. Maybe they just try to scare you so you come back. Who knows? Everybody, I think every doctor has their own style. I've had like my kids' pediatrician was always brilliant because she was always like, I know you're going to go Google this two seconds after I say anything about it. So just so you know, like here's how complicated this is or here's how common this is or whatever. But then I've also had like doctors that, you know, I, I I said the story about like, when my son was going through like all his seizure exams, like one doctor just like frowning and calling people and demanding that they come in. And it was like a problem with his computer. And we were like, yeah. you could have just said my computer's not working. People are so, we're all like, yeah, yeah. They just don't realize because it's their job every day. But I do want to say thank you so much. Like so many people remembered that I said I was going to do this on the 9th. So I got messages on Instagram from people who were really sweet. And Raymond was texting me and making me laugh because he was like wanted to know about how the doctor went and just like he's very funny (laughs) so he was making me laugh and um and even even though his own leg is broken off or whatever still to him still in the boot yeah yeah Uh, but careful yeah, but anyway, it was super dramatic. My car is like only half fucked up now and like we're already down a car. I mean, and, I can't. And so now I'm going to have to like pay for this fucking body damage that and I'm just like, "Oh my god. I get it. Like I get the instinct to flee hitting someone's car, but also it's just like so shitty." Here's what I think. I think it's all about to turn the fuck around. I really do. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Maybe. I'd be ready for it. I really think it's true. <laughs> but it I was do. like... Oh, and then... <laughs> this is funny. Also, I was like... We talked about like microdosing mushrooms last week mm-hmm. on the podcast because we were both in like a dark place. I'm really <laughs> not in a dark place. I'm like... Just emotional over, I'm emotional (laughs) over being scared, but also by like the kindness of people in my life. That's incredible. So that made me really emotional. But I was like, but last week we were in a super dark place. People commented on it. Some people were so nice. Uh, And again, like being concerned about what a place we're in. We're talking about like microdosing mushrooms. And I was like, I don't know. If I can ever like conjure that little English man that sold the original mushroom chocolate bar to us back because like he didn't have like you don't have business cards when you're just like, a little elfin like <laughs> don't tell me he reached out 
No, 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 he didn't. But I was like, let me try to buy some of these. That's what I'll give Busy for Christmas. I'll order. I'll like try to order. So like I ordered from this place that had like really high ratings and like and I was like I don't know how they do this how it's like whatever but they say that they do this and whatever whatever it was 100% a scam so like they were so attentive best customer service ever as soon as I sent them money I never heard from those people again and I was like I mean this is a lesson like I'm not meant to try to do (laughs) semi-legal Drug buying? Drug buying. I had people reach out to me directly that were like, I can hook you up. Don't worry, girl. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, (laughs) there you go. Get Um, hooked up that way because, yeah, because you're, I was like, oh, I'll just get her this for Christmas. I was excited because I had like mint chocolate, which I know you like. And I was like, oh, I'll get that. That'll be so I feel like we can't make it too tasty. Otherwise, it won't be a micro dose for me. I mean, I guess not. Yeah. But anyway, don't worry (laughs) about it because you're never going to taste it. Oh, no. I'm sorry (laughs) you got scammed. I mean, it truly made me feel like a 100-year-old woman. Is that like, did you feel how lame I felt when I went into like the like legal weed shops here in New York, not understanding that... (laughs) It's just fucking bullshit. And I basically, I essentially bought a pack of cigarettes and I was like, what is this? It's so weird. Why is this? This is not right. I don't know if I knew about that. I don't think I told anyone because it was embarrassing. It is. I mean, it's so embarrassing, but also like, I feel like I knew the risks, but also like sometimes those risks pay off and you have faith or whatever. And you're like, okay, like nobody would be that dishonest to just like, take my of course they would they sell yeah, drugs that's what this 100 percent. and like okay so these things are becoming like more legitimized you know mm-hmm. like mushrooms are legal in certain parts of california and in other states and more and more states are looking to legalize them marijuana is legal in places but I mean, I people think, literally like, are using like ketamine as therapy now yes which is that's all great but i think like the business is still like you know probably has some criminal element to it unfortunately (laughs) oh my god totally so you know so i know so many like honest business people my friend owns a successful dispensary in dc one of my high school friends but also like whoever whoever mr mushroom was that i tried to buy stuff from online is just a big phony. And ordinarily, this is like the kind of thing that I would try to do something about it. But what are you going to do? Like, I'm going to like Nothing. call better, the be- best, better, better business, business bureau. <laughs> the guy that I was trying to buy drugs from really scammed the shit totally out of me. Totally flaked on me. And he's not reliable or Fuck honest. that guy. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was, um, yeah. That's really funny. Well, I appreciate the sentiment. And um, I mean, I'm going to take it as a gift anyway. Okay. <laughs> you paid for it. So I'm going to just, I'm going to accept that as your Christmas gift and consider us even. Oh my Lord. Even just, Stevens. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to text this guy and be like, can I get a tracking number? And just nothing. Yeah. No tracking well, number. Crickets. <laughs> Olive in June. We love you. We love you, Olive in June. You know, if you come to LA, you can go to Olive and June and get your nails painted. That's at very, the place. that's very exciting. But you don't have to. But you do don't that. have to because you know why? 
You can you buy can get the, the Manny, Manny system. system. <laughs> Honestly, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something right now. This is the perfect gift for your girlfriends, your guy friends. This is like the perfect gift for your mom, your sister in law, your sister. Period. Yeah. I love the Olive and June Manny system so much. Um. You've heard us talk about it before. If you've been waiting, now's your moment. Why have you been waiting? Why have you been waiting? Well, we get, we do get, we get told by people that they haven't been waiting, that they have it and they love it. Yes, that a lot. <laughs> so we have been, so we have been told by a lot of people. <laughs> they reach out to us. Um, but the system, it's it comes with all the tools you need in one box to give yourself a perfect manicure. The system is super easy, five steps. It comes with Poppy, the patented brush handle that makes it really easy to paint your nails with both of your hands. Um, The polish is incredible. It looks literally like gel. It's super shiny, doesn't chip, lasts at least a week. At least. Um, It is, and the colors are incredible. And it's so easy to do your nails yourself. If you're a person who's like, I actually can't, do my nails myself. You can. I challenge you to to do it with the Olive and June Manny system. It's the secret behind Salon Perfect Nails at Home. All in one. There's no guessing. There's no messy nails. No salon price tag. And it's a perfect gift. And now you can get 20% off your first Manny system with our code BEST. So your new nail life is here or your mom's new nail life or your sister or your best friend your- or your coworkers or your... Secret Santa's new nail life is here. Get 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code BEST at oliveandjune.com. Guys, we're all done with expensive bad Mannies. This is the new us now, okay? Foria, Foria, Foria. Guys, you've heard us talk about Foria. You know how much we love it. We've You've heard us talk about how everybody should have Amazing orgasms. I mean, what is not to love about orgasms? Especially people who have vulvas, vaginas. That's you and me. Exactly. And a lot of you. What is Foria? Who is Foria? (laughs) (laughs) Foria is a company. They make all natural and plant-based products that intensify sexual pleasure and relieve discomfort. Yeah. Arousal oil. Sex oil. oil. They're products that they're made to help women and people with vulvas fully experience their sexual pleasure from heightened orgasms to more sexual comfort. Read, get on that website and read the real (laughs) testimonials, please. Because some of them are so wild. And I'll just say, personal experience, I'm a believer. Yes. Yes. We've both used it. We both love it. Just so you know, like their their bestseller is Awaken Arousal Oil. And you're like, what is that? It's like, you know, it's a warm up that helps you get turned on. It increases your pleasure and deepens your orgasms. I mean, it has CBD in it and also a warming sensation inducing organic botanical. You know, yes, we love it warm down there. You want it warm down there, but also you know that Casey and I are both real sensitive babies and we have real sensitive skin. And if this is a product that works for us and also like does no such thing to like irritate in any way, shape or form, like only made, only has made me feel better. 
Yes. I use yes. the relief suppositories like premenstrually now. Yes. I like yeah. love them. Yeah. I die for them. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I have gifted this to people and changed their lives. So I'm just saying to you right now, the Foria's Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil are the perfect combo for peak pleasure. You have our permission to try this. We fully endorse you to go ahead, treat yourself to a present. Yes. The present of more, deeper, fuller pleasure whenever you can find it as often as possible. You start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash best or use code best at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash best for 20% off your first order. Our recommendation, get the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil and then go write an insane review. (laughs) Please, for us. For us. So crickets, I think a little bit, but like, you know, crickets are very sensitive and yeah. it's been a little bit rough. We, I had kind of a rough, this is, last week was rough, I think, all around for everybody, obviously for you, clearly. <laughs> clearly. It was rough. And I think like, I mean, just going off of like seeing other people, like and even how... Well, how people like on social media, I felt like were speaking to me and, you know, it it just seemed like everybody was going through something. So, yeah. I know. And then the, like the tornadoes, that was like, that's fucking insane. That's a devastation I I can't. That was, that was after everything. And that is just, that's horrifying. I I mean, that's like, it's like a horror movie. And like, I can't, I can't like wrap my head. Do you understand? I cannot wrap my head around it. Like it is so horrifying to me. Well, I think it's just, it's, you know, that's not something that like growing up on the East Coast and living on the West Coast. Coast, Yeah. That's not something that I have experienced, you know, just in that trip that we took just like a road trip to Minneapolis, I saw so many types of weather that I had not really seen in my lifetime, you know, and I've been all over the country, but never like just an extended trip on the road to see like the fierce thunder, lightning, flash flooding, like all of that happened just on our trip. And that seemed like a pretty mild trip. So like these tornadoes that people were saying were record-breaking, like touched down and traveled for record-breaking amount of miles just in a in a time of year when they're not even common to have serious tornadoes like that it just and then to see you know to hear the stories of people working in factories and what they were told about you know about staying in their place of work when i'm sure they were all terrified anyway it was heavy weird energy things were weird yeah didn't help that my brain was going to explode and your boob was about to explode. <laughs> um, but I do think things have changed, turned the corner, whatever. Okay. But anyway, so crickets like kind of had been having a rough time. 
Cricket and I have been having a weirdly rough time, which is like not usual for us. And it's been hard on me. Like, you know, like I am trying to do some more Hoffman stuff because like it's hard for me to not take it personally. Yeah. And I know that like that's just, that's the key of like, I mean, kind of like the key of like parenting, right? Yeah, but it's, well... It's really hard not to take it personally sometimes too. It's because really you're, fucking hard. Yeah. you're a person. It's and, really hard. And then you're like riding the line between like, for me, this is just for me and not that you asked, but I want, I always wanted my children to be able to express themselves and express mm-hmm. their feelings. But it was also very important for me to let them know that like I'm a person and like I'm your mom, but I'm also a person and I do have feelings. And so just the same that as your feelings get hurt when things happen and I want you to tell me about that, sometimes when this gets a little rough at home, my feelings also get hurt. So sometimes I might be sad about the way that you're treating me or I might need a minute to gather myself and, yeah. and cool off, you know? So it's it's hard because it's hard not to take it personally because you're a person. Even though it's your kid and you love them and they're a little kid and they obviously don't have control of no. their emotions the way that they will yeah. one day still. Yeah, and I think like Cricket was dealing with a lot because... You know, when I, Cricket and Mark have been spending a ton of time together in the last, I would say like six months kind of. Yeah. Because even when we were in LA, like I was really with Birdie on set, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Ber- and so Cricket's like very attached to right. her dad right now. Yeah. That's another thing, guys, with out kids or if you have like babies or whatever at home, like your kids go through seasons with parents where like they will be very attached to one parent for a period of time, all about that one parent. And then it'll flip and you like never kind of know if it's developed. Sometimes it's developmental. Sometimes it's like situational, sometimes whatever it is, you know, and they like, and the, the, what also what I'm talking about is like the grace of like being a good parent is that in the moment when your kid, when it flips and your kid is like less interested in you, more interested in the other parent and the other parent is able to like give them that attention that you're not like bummed because that just like creates codependency, you know, because like they need to see that like they're free to go have relationships with other people. That's like where they're first kind of like exploring it, I think kind of, right? Like... I would think so. Yeah. I mean... And you don't want to make them feel bad about like... Right. Like wanting to have special time with somebody else. Yeah. No. Yeah. But so anyway, my point being, Cricket's been having a hard time. Those fucking snow babies... God damn it. You know, Cricket (laughs) loves the snow babies. I know. And her favorite one my She's my mother's... She's my mother's granddaughter. (laughs) She's the one. She's the one that loves the snow babies. And the one broke, right? Yeah. Okay. So then, I don't know, last week, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, someday, last week, 
while you were like sobbing at the radiologist. My mother called <laughs> and was like, well, busy. Okay, so the snow baby should be arriving tomorrow or the next day. And I was like, oh my God, thank God, mom, that's amazing. You found it. That's so great. Thank God. Okay. And she's like, yep. Um, <clears throat> so make sure you look for it. It's at that, um, the 24th street. And I was like, the apartment we moved out of two months ago. Oh, <laughs> and my mom was like, well, yes. And I was like, mom, why would you send something to a place that I moved out of two months? You know, I moved, you listen to the podcast. You talk to me daily. Why would you send something to a place that I don't live? And my mom's like, well, I don't, that's the address I had, Busy. And I was like, mom, you text my assistant, Raymond, 17 times a day for about other things. I was like, not kind about it, kind of. Yeah. I was like, we, this yeah. was over text, but I was like, kind of being a jerk about it. Cause I was yeah. just like, why the fuck would you send anything yeah. to an, a place I moved out of two months ago? Yeah. It was a mistake, obviously. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. I was being a jerk. I was stressed out. You take it out on your mom, even if you're yeah. 42. But so then I was just like, okay. I, rec- I was like, mom, I'm sorry. Like, of course, I should have given you the new address. And also I got like, I, got, I just got a P.O. box now. Yeah. That packages can go to because that's just safer. Yeah. For me, you right. know, in the future. Yeah. And then my realtor texted me and I was like, I'll try to see if I can make it over there. I'm with, I have Cricket and I don't really have help. I'll try to see if I can make it over there on Saturday and pick it up. I couldn't figure it out on Saturday. I was like, a ma- I had other things happening. It was a mess. I was a mess. Sure. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And my realtor texted me, hey, I got a text from the selling, whatever, one of the realtors from the house. I guess there are some packages for you at the old place. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. Okay, yes. I'll go tomorrow sometime and get them on Sunday. And Sunday, Cricket and I, I tried to get Cricket out of the house. It was fucking freezing. I had to go get that COVID test. I walked. Cricket really wanted Shake Shack for lunch. I walked Cricket to Shake Shack. And for whatever reason, the one in um, Madison Square Park was closed. It was probably too cold at the little stand. Yeah, but they have, they built little igloo things for people. I don't know. I don't know. I was beside myself because Cricket was getting to the point where it was the point of no return. Yeah. We passed an Arby's though that was also closed, and Cricket was like, "Arby's, they got, they have the meats, but not today because they're closed." And it, and it made me laugh really hard. Um, and then we walked. I was like, "Well, I have to get this COVID test," and I was so out of it. Like my brain doesn't work right when I'm, you know, when I have all of this <laughs> pus inside of my yeah, head or yeah. whatever <laughs> infection in there. Um, we walked to the COVID place that the that is set up through my work to test at, and the line was like literally out the door and wrapped around the side of the. I was like, "Fuck uh, this!" Yeah. So then I was like, "Let's just let's just eat outside at this restaurant, cricket." Let's just and she, like, freaked out. Like the, that was not the plan. She wanted fucking Shake Shack. Right. So I was like, "I guess we're just walking home." My point being, I didn't make it to the house until much later that afternoon. Right. I found um I had a 
<laughs> this girl that I used to work out with at LecFit, who I ran into on the street like a year ago, came and babies like sat with Cricket for. Oh, that's good. A that little nice bit of her. She's cute. She's like a kid. She's yeah. like, she's not. You know, she was like a kid when I would do LecFit with her. She was in high school. And then she went to college. She just graduated from college. And I ran into her and I was like, if you ever want to babysit, she's like, I love babysitting. I'm like, great. <laughs> hey, can you come over? I have to go get a COVID test and pick up packages. So I go to the old rental house that I like that we had to, you know, that we unceremoniously, in my feelings, were kicked out of. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we had had an agreement to stay there until we, the new house was ready. Right. And then they sold it and they were like, you have three weeks to get out. Bye. Yeah. I have nothing against the new owners. It's not their fault. No. Yeah, of course. They They didn't know. How would they know? Yeah. She's very sweet, this woman. And they are from China. Okay. And, um, she was she was very sweet. And so I open the door or she like knock on the door. She opens it. And there are all these like tons of packages. And I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, no, no, no. We just moved in. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Cool. Like, great. Well, congratulations. I yeah. liked this house. It was nice for me <laughs> to live here. And she's like, I have some really... I have a few packages for you that are really big. And then yesterday, two came from UPS. And I just returned to sender because I didn't know if we were going to be able to get a hold of you. Those were the fucking snow babies. Oh, no. Okay. So hopefully the snow babies, UPS, make it back to my mother. If anyone from UPS is listening. Because I, I it'll be a Christmas miracle. I don't fucking know where those snow babies are. But so she pulls... Did I tell you about this weird scam that was happening to Mark for a while? No. Mark somehow was, we can't figure out what this scam is and Amazon kind of couldn't either, but he like had to cancel his credit card and like cancel his account and all this stuff and like open new things. But basically like stuff would arrive Uh (laughs) that no one ordered. Okay. And it was, it's the most random shit. Like, um... Toeless yoga socks, (laughs) okay, in like a little package. Or like um, LED Grinch hologram machine. Like these things. And there's no, like Amazon wouldn't have any, it was like no one could help figure out where they were coming from or why. That's so weird. Or who was like, so it was almost like the scam was, I don't know, maybe like the companies or something wanted to sell the stuff. This, like a bunch, maybe it's like, I don't, I literally don't know. Yeah, that, I mean, that seems, I feel like I've heard of similar things. Because we couldn't even return the stuff to Amazon. Right. Because they're like, we don't, they don't know. Yes. Yes. It's, it was like from a ghost account. Right. Using, a credit card and Mark's Amazon thing. Right. Like address. Right. But he had to cancel it all, you know, ultimately. Because we spent like months trying to figure it out. So anyway, the bottom line is 
this lady had like six of those packages. And I was like, oh, Jesus, more of this junk, which we just end up donating because you can't can't even return it. Right. So she had like six of these random Amazon packages. Oh, my God. And then she had a package from like a PR company that Ray is like, oh, shoot, I forgot to, I need to email, I'll email those people and tell them that that's not your address anymore. Yeah. And then a box from Goldbelly. A giant box from Goldbelly. Now, how long had it been sitting there? Casey, I was looking furiously for a date on it. I mean, I wasn't going to leave it with this lady like to throw yeah. out. So she didn't know what it was. And they just moved in, right? It didn't smell. So I was like, well, okay. that's good news. It's, at least it's not like smoked salmon, right? Right. I couldn't tell what it was. And it was a gift from someone. Okay. So I went and got my car because I was like, this is just, the stuff is too big for me. There's too much stuff. And I didn't even get the fucking snow babies. But she was so nice. And then I was like, can I just give you my phone number? And if anything ever comes, can you just text me? And then this is the best part. She's like, sure. And so I put my phone number in her phone and then I handed it back to her. And... um. And she said, "And wait, tell me your name. And I said, it's Busy. And she goes, oh, like Busy Phillips, the actress? <laughs> she's a big fan of you. <laughs> I don't think she's a big fan. Yeah. I think she literally just was like, oh, like Busy Phillips, the actress. Yeah, had her. Yeah. And I was like, yes. I'm her. It me. I'm, That's I'm me. Sure. Yeah. And then she started laughing, like hysterically. <laughs> And it like she just it hadn't I think it hadn't occurred well, to her. Your name must have been on the packages. My no? name isn't really on packages. Okay, all right. Because we normally normally I don't right have my name on them. Right, got it, got it. If they're going to like a residential, yeah, house hmm. place, the PO box can do. You know, I can whatever. get whatever. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? But no, I mean. It doesn't, normally it's like an initial and then, I mean, you know, whatever. It's like other names or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So So. that was funny. Got my car. She helped me with the pack. I was like, please don't help me. You're so kind. This is too nice. I'm sorry that this shit was in your house. And meanwhile, I'm like, what the fuck is in this gold belly box? So I started dying, like just what am I even going to do with it? It was gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. The box was gigantic. So then I drove over to the COVID testing place, got my test. There was no line, thankfully. And then I went back here to where we're currently staying to unload the packages. And trash day was Monday. So like people had already put the trash out on the curb. Sure. So I was like, okay, well, this is good. Then I guess I can just like gold do the gold belly thing go upstairs, get a trash bag. Cause you can't just put like random stuff on the right, curb. You have to right. like, put it in a bag. Yeah. I'll bring some packages upstairs. I'll grab a trash bag. I'll come back downstairs. But I had, was talking to Ray on the phone cause I was telling him the story. Cause this has been like a whole ordeal about like the packages and sure, whatever. Sure. And the snow babies. And yeah. And he's like, well, what is it? I was like, I'm going to open it. I want to see what it is. So I open it up and he's like, just tear off, make sure you tear off your name and just make sure it's like, doesn't, nothing says it's you, but like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I look at it and then I open it up and it was for Thanksgiving. Okay. So that was a minute ago. Yeah. It was a while. And it was a gift from, I think, Goldbelly and 
some PR company or whatever. Oh, that's nice. And it was from Carlo's Bakery, you know, Buddy the Baker. Oh, yes. Yeah. Buddy and the so it was like yes. The Cake Boss. The Cake Boss. Exactly. Thank you. I could not remember the name of that show. So it was like this really intense holiday cookie tray. And I was a little bit like, do those go bad? <laughs> I mean, it's like how it's so much I mean, butter. Stale, it's in a but, it's in yeah. a cooler. Yeah. And there was dry ice around the cooler that had long since yeah. died. So it was like like a cookie tower and then there was some other stuff and I was like not going to dig in to like there was a cake and something in a box and some and like a pie or something like that. Yeah. And so I was like well, I'm not doing it. So I put it on the I put my car parked my car on the street. Put the box down behind my car, grabbed the rest of my packages, closed my car, locked it, whatever, went into my apartment building, put the packages down, grabbed a trash bag, came back, the box is gone. Someone's, someone, took the, someone took the rotten treats. Someone absconded with the rotten treats, Casey. I mean, someone shouldn't have stolen your treats. Rotten treats. And but I will say like I don't know I cookies okay my biggest fear was that somebody was going to get like food poisoning from my rotten treats well but they're also like a it's a it's a conundrum right because they're like a thief I know but maybe they really maybe maybe they were very know, hungry yes, yes that's what I'm saying yes, yes. but. I know it's a it's a total conundrum. There's been so many um, of these TikToks going around of people that dumpster dive and like how they're like, oh, this food could feed so many people, but then people are like, but don't donate that food because like, you know, if you want to take that risk yourself or whatever, that's fine. But when you donate food, like people are counting on that the food is fresh and a okay. But So it's a conundrum. Yours is like a similar conundrum. You didn't want to have made anyone sick, but also like, how could you know? Because you didn't. Here's my quick story. Um, (laughs) So when Matthew and I got married, we had like a a rehearsal dinner, a rehearsal, a rehearsal dinner that I skipped because I was working. Um, And then we had our wedding, which was so much fun. And then the next day, because you don't get to visit anyone at your wedding, we had a brunch with friends and family and, um, and, you know, just people that we were close to that we didn't get to see enough throughout the festivities. Lots of people have brunches after their weddings. And so I hope I'm telling this story right because I got married so long ago. But our friend... (laughs) Bob Richter, who um, Matt worked with uh, back in the day, back in entertainment and PR, um, he now he's like a fancy antiques, like HGTV kind of guy. He hosts. Like, Ooh, hook me he, up. Yes, you would love him. He's like so into vintage Christmas. It's amazing. <gasps> I love vintage Christmas. I'll send you his Instagram because he's so great and I, I really love him so much. But he had gotten us, and I believe it was from India. We have it somewhere still in the house. A beautiful vintage cookie tin that was Aww. like, it, it was like a commercial cookie tin, but it was like from, I want to say... It had to have been probably from the 1950s, just looking at it. And mm-hmm. he was like, beautiful cookie tin, 
wrapped it up, gave it to us, figured you can keep your like little doodads in it. And it, it's beautiful red. Don't tell me there were cookies cookie in time. it. Don't tell me there were cookies I in legit... It. Don't tell me. Opened it, loved it, set it down, was going about my brunch business, looked over, and my cousin was eating a cookie. And I was no. like, where did you get that cookie from? And he was like, from that tin of cookies. No, no. And I was like, no, those no. are cookies from the 1950s. No. 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 And he was like, I was like, are they, are they, how are they? And he was like, I mean, they're not like the best cookies, but they're not bad. <laughs> so anyway, here's my hope. My cousin's still alive. He's had three children <laughs> since, <laughs> since he ate that, um, 50 year old cookie, uh, estimated at carbon dated 50 year old cookie and he's fine. So hopefully whoever took your gold belly package is fine. Okay. Well, I hope they are. And I hope that they aren't mad at me um, because I accidentally poisoned them. It also, though, can I tell you how fast it was? It was hilarious. Like, it was so funny. (laughs) Because it was a, because also, Casey, when I tell you it was a gigantic box, yeah. It was like I could not, it, the woman had to help me carry it. Right. It was huge. And like, Within five minutes of me going into my apartment building and coming back with a trash bag to dispose of it, gone. The whole thing. The box gone. The cooler inside gone. Oh, my God. The moldy treats gone. So you know whoever took it was pretty (laughs) strong and hearty. And so hopefully they could, like, fight off whatever food poisoning they might have gotten from but I don't yeah. think like a, I don't think like an old ass cookie is gonna kill you a pie maybe but like hopefully you'd cut why into would a it. pie how could a pie kill you I'm serious I think, like, I'm just asking because any, anything I, that's like wet that has like a mm-hmm. wetness to it I think is probably mm-hmm. more prone to getting um mold and what could you get things? like botulism I don't know <laughs> I literally have no no because you can get botulism from the side of cans can't you Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's true. It's a rare and fatal and potentially fatal illness caused by a toxin produced by the bacterium Clostridium botulinum. Um, it begin if the person is listening and there's it begins with weakness, blurred vision, feeling tired, and trouble speaking. So you might have it right now. Oh, that's <laughs> rude. That's actually very rude. And you know what? Maybe I do. But I oh yeah because isn't botulism what makes like cans puff out or that's what people are always yes. like don't don't get that puffy can yes. oh and it could be in honey that's why we don't give honey to children younger than one but it's bacterial spores not okay. fun, not fungal spores okay but yeah I mean it's no joke but it's also rare you know. Okay. The treat the treatment is um, receiving an antitoxin. Ooh, that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, or antibiotics in the case of botulism that has entered a wound that you have. Ew. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I guess the moral of the story is someone will steal a big ass box of old cookies. Lickety split in New York City. Yeah. But hopefully they just ate what was good and were able to tell what was bad. And, you know. I hope so. And I also hope that it wasn't, that it was enjoyable. 
But it also, <laughs> just so they know, it really made me laugh. It like really, it really, I was like really sort of bummed about the whole thing. And then it genuinely really made me laugh. <laughs> like, so stupid. Oh my god. To just gosh. come out and they were just gone. Like, Really ridiculous. Anyway, this is like also for any, sometimes people write in, they're like aspiring assistants in Hollywood or in business or whatever. I know it's overkill, but I learned this in when I worked for Mr. David Letterman. When you are about to send something perishable, even if you are 100% sure that you have someone's address, double check it. I know it's hard because you're like sending out a million packages usually, especially at the holidays. But if your company is spending big bucks to send something perishable, got to double check that address. You got to double check that address. And I will say that I've received mistaken perishables before for people. And I, and I always go to like such extreme lengths to try to track the person down because I feel like, wouldn't that be so sad if someone sent you like a nice gift and then they thought you were like a dick for not thanking them? And wouldn't you be so bummed out? Or if you were like expecting a gift from someone and it just never came and I don't know. So anyway, I never like a big box of gold belly, but a big box of, of fruits. I have really used my detective skills to track down the rightful owner. Oh my God. That's really, that's really <laughs> nice of you. Well, what else am I going to do with the internet? Listen, I don't know. The internet can be used for good. <laughs> Oh, wait. Should we get to the interview? Sure. I forgot. We've been talking for like an hour. <laughs> wait. So before we get to the interview, uh, sort of, I, I mean, I obviously set it up that that this is the show that Birdie's on with love. And you know, I missed the premiere. We talked about it last week. And uh, it it's it really like seemed like it all went off amazingly. And one thing I didn't say when we were talking to Gloria, I told you about the FaceTiming during... Mark FaceTimed me so I could watch Birdie do the red carpet, which was so surreal and weird. And I was crying. And then also thinking about all the times my uh, traveling, working moms out there are going to feel me, like how many things I have FaceTimed in with my kids and like how hard that is and how I hope someday they understand. Um, You know, because it's really hard. Uh, But... You know, Birdie's not a main character on the show. They're in a couple episodes and they're... Sure, yeah. They have a big part in a couple yeah. episodes, but that's it. Um, So did I tell you this part already? I don't know. Did I tell you this? I don't I'm know. having deja vu. Tell me and then I'll tell you if you told me. That Gloria, you know, they did the whole... It's the big premiere and it's in the auditorium and... Gloria introduced the cast and they all come down front and everybody's cheering for them. And then apparently Gloria said, and introducing Birdie Silverstein and called Birdie down front with the rest Uh, of the cast. And they felt, I think, like thrilled. uh, You did not tell me that. And that's great. Of course. Gloria Calderon Kellett is amazing. She was the creator. 
showrunner of One Day at a Time, which we talk a little bit about in the interview, but also uh, is the creator of this new show on Amazon with Love that you can watch starting Friday night. And we had a great time talking to her. We had such a great time talking to her. Enjoy our discussions. June Shine, we love you, June Shine. I really do love Shine. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. I like how light and refreshing it tastes, how I don't feel bloated after I drink it, and I don't feel gross the next day. Um, I like that it's a little bit alcoholic and makes me feel like a little buzzy, but I'm not like knocked out. Right. <laughs> By yeah. it. I know. And I think that people are sometimes shy about kombucha because they think that they don't like that and that's not for them. But I think I encourage you to give June Shine a try because I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by how smooth and refreshing it is. And it just doesn't have that kombucha funk that you might not be a fan of. Well, and they also have really good creative, delicious flavors. I love the brand new prickly pear margarita. It's always smooth, very refreshing. Um, And you don't feel full. You feel just like, it's like a nice, light, bright buzz. And three grams of sugar, low carb, full of probiotics. And that is the thing that I love so much. Yes. Yeah. It's Um, really helpful. Yeah. Especially to a person like you who like your, you know, your gut is, doesn't she doesn't always work so great? She doesn't. She needs the probiotics. Um, June Shine's also sustainably produced, 100% carbon neutral. Donate one percent of all sales to environmental nonprofits. Their brewery is powered by 100% renewable solar. They plant trees for all of the trees used to make their six pack boxes. I mean, honestly, it's a kind of amazing company. They make June Shine with real organic ingredients. And unlike other alcoholic beverages, they're transparent about every single ingredient they put into June Shine. I, if you haven't tried June Shine yet, guys, it's great for holiday gifting. It's great for at-home happy hour. It's great for like a brunch vibe. Yeah. It's great for dinner. I mean, it's great. And I want you to try it. I really do. They'll deliver it straight to your doorstep because they have nationwide shipping. So I love that. So listen, guys, we've worked out a special offer for our listeners. Receive 20% off plus free shipping site-wide. We recommend trying one of their best-selling variety packs. You know we love a variety pack because you get to taste all of the delicious flavors. Go to juneshine.com slash busy or use code busy at checkout to claim the deal. That's J-U-N-E-S-H-I-N-E dot com slash busy. June Shine can also be found in over 10,000 stores across the country now, including Whole Foods, Safeway, Kroger, and Publix. But go to juneshine.com and use the code busy so that we get credit. Bite, bite, bite. Very, very into bite. Toothpaste, guys. Uh, I love it. More importantly, my kids love it, which makes a thing that is historically in my home not easy for people to wrap their heads around. <laughs> my my toothpaste drawer is just so much cuter and neater without that old tube of toothpaste. Like, 
it's so old to me now. I'm so over it. The waste, the mess. Yeah. Most commercial toothpastes also are filled with harsh chemicals, artificial flavors, and preservatives. Like, it's not stuff that you want in your mouth or to accidentally swallow. Bite makes dry toothpaste tablets that are made with clean ingredients that are sulfate-free, which in my house is a very big deal. Right. So we have a couple sulfate allergies. They're palm oil-free and they're glycerin-free. It's super convenient. You pop a bite in your mouth, you chew it up, you start brushing. It turns into paste in your mouth like you're used to. There's no plastic tube and there's no messy paste. Guys, I'm telling you, my kids are obsessed with it. It doesn't have to be... The only reason why we're used to toothpaste is it's just because it's what's been the, you know, in the in the norm. It's it was, just the norm Yeah, it's just what's, what's available, but we don't have horse and buggies anymore. I mean, some And we're do. doing great. Yeah, but... What I love about it is that, like, when you're traveling, when you're going somewhere for a couple days, you take, like, four little bits with you in your little bit tin, and that's it. You don't have to bring, you know, there's no going through, like, airport security if you're doing oh, no. that. It's, for sure. It saves space. It's, like, chic. It's chicer. Let's just be real. <laughs> little glass bottles. They look chic on your vanity. Yes. Truly, last night. I was using bite and I was using the floss and I was like, my mouth was full of blood because I'm a bad flosser, guys. I'm a bad flosser. You got to work. And so I decided that my new year's resolution, because I like these products is that I'm going to be, I'm going to get on my floss game and I'm going to like up my oral hygiene game with bite because I do think they make it so easy and convenient. You can like brush your teeth basically anywhere. Yeah. I'm in. Join me. Why don't you join me? I feel like that's a realistic and achievable resolution and one that we should probably all have because your oral health is really very important to your overall health. Bite is offering our listeners 20% off your first subscription order. Go to trybite.com slash best or use code best at the checkout to claim the deal. That's T-R-Y-B-I-T-E dot com slash best. Guys, do it for all of us. Are you ex- are you are you exhausted? You know what? I'm yes, but like it's the best exhausted, right? It's like this yeah. is what this is this is that means we did it. it. Means we got to do a thing. It means we got to do a thing that we wanted to do and now people want to talk about it and how many years did we want people to talk about stuff that we were making? And now they're talking about it. So I'm not going to complain. No. You have a classic good attitude, Gloria Calderon Kellett. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Yeah, well, you know. She's always <laughs> been like that, too. <laughs> have you? I'm, do you feel like it's, you ever... Well, it's, I'm classic, but I'm like classic immigrant kid. You know what I mean? Like, my parents left their homeland with a suitcase. Yeah. So, like, try complaining. Try complaining <laughs> in that house. <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, did you leave your homeland? (laughs) Did you leave your homeland? Did you have to leave everything and come with this one pair of pants and two shirts? Oh, oh, it was today hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't. They were so nice, but like, I knew it. Like it was, they were so smart. They were sneaky because I knew about it without them having to even say that. Right. Yeah. I guess that's. Yeah, I, I, actually, I also think that's the tr- best trick of parenting ever. Oh, it's the best trick. How do you, how do we do it? 
<laughs> I don't know because Birdie, my child, literally just looks at me and is like, Mom, how hard could it have been? And I was like, oh, I mean, kind of hard, Birdie, but whatever. Hard. It's fine. Yeah, kind of hard. Um, Gloria Calderon Kellett. We haven't had a we haven't had a guest in many, many weeks because I've been too tired from doing my show. You're busy from your TV show. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, honestly, you'll get, you'll understand this. Like getting up the energy to talk to people you don't maybe know is a lot. Listen, listen, I I love my family. Okay. But when I get home, no one talked to me. No one touched me. Put me under a heavy blanket. It's hard. Seriously, no one touched me. Get away. I love them all. I want to hear the stories and I want to hang out. Like, really, my dream is like, come, like, let me take a bath. And there's like a couch where everyone can sit and talk to me while I'm in the tub. I don't yes. know if you know this, what is dream? Gloria, but Birdie oftentimes comes into my bath time and sits oh. on the floor of the bathroom and talks to me. But that's kind of my dream. Well, that's my dream. Do you need a minute? Do you need a minute where you're no, by yourself in there? No, I like I it. Lo- it's my dream. I yeah. love it. I I mean, the kids will sit on the floor, but like it's cold, you know, it's mar- cold marble floor. Like I need to I need to really think about this and get a pillow situation in there. You need yeah. one of those things like um what are they called? Casey will know. They're like they're like in old timey dressing rooms and they're like it's like not a, a chaise, chaise like a chaise No. It's not a chaise lounge. It's like a circular, like like a big ottoman, but it has like a little. Anderson Cooper has one in his house. Really? Is that too personal to say about Anderson Cooper's house? I love. I love that you know that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Now I'm picturing like Anderson taking a bath, and you're just sitting on it talking. (laughs) Well, not in his bathroom, just in in the out in the living area. Um. Well, Gloria, we won't, I won't make you talk. We won't make you talk for too long. Cause also I was at work all day too. And I honestly don't know if I can talk for very long tonight. Um, because I'm on the East coast. Um, oh Lord. Yeah. So you're like, good night. Good night. I'm ready. I'm ready for bed. But guys, for those of you who don't know who Gloria Calderon Kellett is, she's, she's our friend. She's the best. But she's much more than that. One of the greatest humans alive. A writer, producer, actor. I mean, what else do you do? Do you sit, do you play music? I mean, you do everything. You really do everything. Direct, a direct. You direct, right. Okay, right. So you're, yes, you're writer, actor, producer, director. So many threats. Yeah. Threat level orange. Yeah. I would say that's correct. Um, And Gloria's previous television show was one day at a time um on a network streaming network and uh it was canceled before it was due to be canceled (laughs) is that what you say how do we say it it was prematurely yeah prematurely you guys see thank you you're gonna have to give me some words tonight um (laughs) and we we loved the show so much we were such huge fans of the show that we had you guys come on to the busy tonight talk show and we spent the rest of our budget for that year (laughs) (laughs) and hired an airplane to fly over that streaming service yes oh yeah whatever to say and we got to make some more episodes and then the pandemic pandemic killed us all well listen but 
now, now, yes. the new show that's out this week. Is it Thursday or Friday, babe? Friday, Friday. It comes out Thursday. I mean, if you want to stay up at midnight, Friday. So like, it goes you know, live. Oh, okay. no, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm too emotional already. <laughs> um, Gloria's new show, new series is With Love. And it also happens to be, if you're a frequent listener of the pod, you probably know this. This is the series that my sweet birdie, Silverstein, is on um, a couple episodes of and had the best, most amazing time. And Gloria had, is just the greatest. You're just, you've been so sweet to my kid. But I, it's getting amazing reviews. The reviews are coming in. People are so excited. I was so sad that I couldn't be at the premiere. I FaceTimed Mark. I FaceTimed with Mark while Birdie did the red carpet. Like he FaceTimed me so I oh could God. see Birdie <gasps> doing the red carpet. Oh from my oh house my and I was like crying. Oh, were you dying? Yes. Oh my and it gosh. was so sweet. And I saw you and everybody looked so incredible. Um, the premiere was last week and I was just really gutted that I couldn't go, but um, it was the greatest. It looked like you had a party at the premiere, like a real true, you guys yeah. had the best time. We had the best time. It was beautiful. I mean, Amazon spent money and it was gorgeous and it just is so meaningful to see the support that we're getting from, from this streamer uh, and how they understand the importance of what we're trying to do. So it, it meant a lot, uh, not just to me, but I think to all of the actors there that have also are our firsts for so many of these actors. Well, uh, the first time their their stories are, they're the center of the stories. And what I love is because there's a great, there was a great article in the USA Today, Today, my mother's favorite paper, by the way. You have no <laughs> idea. This is like the paper my mom loves the most. Um, but I love that, you know, they were talking specifically about representation. And, and what I love so much is, is hearing so many of the actors saying like, it's not a story about representation. It's like people living their lives just people <laughs> living their lives as people. Isn't it, isn't it crazy that that, exactly. Like it speaks to where we sort of are right now and how marginalized so many communities are in this country. And it's like the, these conversations have been needing to happen for hundreds of years. And finally we're in a moment in time, thankfully where we get to live during a time when these conversations are happening and that we can make the future better for, you know, it's always, I think about my kids all the time and I, I just want the world to be a nicer place for them, to be a more accepting place for them so that they can thrive with whoever they want to be and whoever they want to love. And we, as people who make creative, I hate saying content because it takes away the artistic um, zhuzh that's in there. But when we're making this art, the hope is that we're making people laugh or smile or make, making their day better. So if you can make their day better and have somebody see themselves for the first time, I just, I told Birdie so many times over the course of the night, especially the more I, uh, the more people gave me alcohol to drink, like they're saving <laughs> lives. They're saving lives. A representation that is supportive and loving should not be the rarity. It should be how we treat our children, how we treat one another, coming to each other with curiosity and kindness. And that's all they do. It's yeah. not 
brain surgery, right. asking questions and being curious, you know, and it's, it's also wrapped. I did this with one day at a time too. You know, the sitcom is not cool. So it was like, how do I make this thing that's not cool that people take dumps on all the time as being not cool? How do I tell real stories and try to treat it like an elevated play where we're talking about real things? And it just happens to be in the familiar package of a sitcom. And with this, it was the same thing. How do I take something that's in the familiar package of a romantic comedy? And you look at it and you're like, oh, that looks like a Nancy Myers movie, except that the people at the center of it are black and brown and queer and Asian. And they are not the best friend. They don't come in to say one funny thing and leave. They all, even the side characters, Mm -hmm. all get a full story. Yeah. And it's that was the beauty of making it. And then and then, you know, every episode is a different holiday. So you also get to see the progression of all of these characters over the course of a calendar year as they're living their lives and falling in love and having fights and figuring one another out. And it was just so joyful to make, especially after this pandemic where we were all left in this collective traumatic haze. And, yeah. and uh, did the did the idea of of because there's five episodes and you do you what do you start with New Year's and end with what how do you I the, start with Christmas Eve which is Noche Buena for Latinos yeah Christmas Eve uh, and then and then you do, we end with I mean really we it's it, the last episode is Dia de los Muertos do, but yeah. we then you know then we kind of circle back a little bit to Christmas Eve again so it's really <laughs> one year right so was that an idea that came to you during the pandemic when you were like locked down with just your immediate family and you're like, I would really like to have like a big party. (laughs) Like how did that? That was exactly it. I mean, my favorite, my favorite (laughs) thing at Christmas is because also everyone's busy now, right? Like I don't see anybody. I don't see my friend. I don't see anybody because of busyness. This is even pre pandemic. We're all busy living our lives. And thankfully so many of us are doing so many awesome things, barely get to see people. So you kind of see people at big events like mm-hmm. holiday parties. And what, at a Christmas party, my favorite thing is to come in and be like, oh my God, who's doing what? What's happening? Let's dish about everything that everyone's doing. It's like your favorite. And so last year, this time, it was like another year where it's like, oh, right. We're going to be here again. And I love these four people so much. <laughs> Boy, do I long for sitting and connecting and and just being with other people. So it, exactly busy, exactly. I wanted to sort of fill in the the year that was lost uh and relive it with with the with this family. Um well obviously the representation of my own kids. Oh no, you guys I can't. I like uh. don't even know. I can't even do that. <laughs> I'm so emotional. And I haven't even seen it yet, but when I saw the scene that Glad posted on Trans Awareness Week of Birdie with Isis, who plays Saul on the show, another thing that like I asked Gloria, I was, Gloria reached out to me. You guys, you probably know this story. I'm going to recap. Gloria reached out to me. I'm doing a new series. We have, um, you know, everyone's represented in the writer's room and we have a character that's going to have a non-binary teen is there any chance your kid acts or would want to audition for this? And I, even though I've known Gloria since I was a kid, since we were in college together, 
I was like, why don't you send me the scripts and we'll take a look at it when they're ready? Because, Glory, even though I love you and trust you and love one day at a time, you just don't fucking know. You don't know. You don't know. And, oh, believe me, with kid, I get it. Same. And then we get these scripts and I'm like, oh my God. We, this isn't just, as you say, like put in there to be an issue. That was the biggest right. deal for Birdie and for me. It was, it, it like does sort of work like within their relationship together as they're getting to know each other. It is a part of them getting to know each other, but it's not like the problem that people have to like deal with and what? I don't even understand pronouns. You know what I mean? Like that fucking bullshit. And when Birdie and I laid in their bed and read it together and Birdie like looked at me and was like, it's like they, yeah, this is like it. I mean, I knew because Bernie was the biggest one day at a time fan of all time, <laughs> which was really awkward when T- Todd Grinnell plays Bernie's dad and um, Bernie was a big fan. It was really cute <laughs> fanning out. Um, but is that a thing? Like, I know that in On One Day at a Time, like as you just really beautifully explained, you're like, how do we make this real and cool? And so you sort of wove in all of these real people and real stories and weren't making issue-based storylines. You were just making storylines about people living their lives. But how did that come to be the thing that you just like inherently were drawn to? Is it because of your own like underrepresentation of your own communities? Is it like where where is it where is that stemming from? Because you've worked in television literally since we were children. Yeah, when we were babe, mere babies. So yeah, I, I mean it's been twenty years. It's been twenty yeah. years of of being in TV. Uh, yeah, I think it was my first thing. It's funny the journey of me wanting representation started with female roles. Like when we were in college and we had to do a monologue. Yeah, do you remember trying to find a good monologue for women? Yeah, there was just the one about the girl, like, that gets from suburbia or whatever. There was also the Paula Vogel one where she's, like, molested by her uncle in the car. Like, I feel like there were two. Yeah. (laughs) How I learned to drive and, like, what. So it's like, there was no, so it's like, wait, there's not, there's nothing for women? Like, there's not, what? So it started with, like, women. Then it was, then as you and Linda and, you know, all of us were trying to get agents and stuff. Every agent just wanted me, sent me out for uh, gangbanger's girlfriend and gangbanger's sister. No joke. Yeah. I'm like, wait, can I just go? But my friends are going out for these. No, 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 no. You are going in for the gang. So I wouldn't get the gangbanger role because they're like, oh, well, she's too white. Is she not Latina? No, she's 100. I'm 100%. Yo si puedo hablar español. Like, I could, like, I am Latina, Latina. But I'm American. So I don't, this is what I sound like. And right. It was crazy. So then I was like, oh, okay. So now there's this other problem, which is this thing that I have to rectify. So I started writing plays and putting up plays. And then it, as I started doing this work and being really intentional about the type of stuff that I wanted to make, I would be on panels with people from various communities that were also disenfranchised. And I would hear their stories and it was familiar. It was like, oh my God, that's how I feel about my community. Can we link arms? Can we like hold hands and walk this path? And that felt like the way to do it. And for one day at a time, you know, we had a trans, we had a lot of queer characters on that show. 
but it's a it's a multicam sitcom. So they come in for an episode because it's really about your main people. Right. And so while Elena had her coming out journey, because for Latinidad, there wasn't a lot of it's the youngest coming out story in history The at the time. I think Disney had Andy Mack, which was a little bit younger, but that came out after us. Um, so there, there was doing that, which was great. But then it's like, how do you evolve that conversation? Oh, it all has to be baked into the, the to the show. Right. So I did for so for this one, it was just far more intentional. It was also just representative of my life. I have more than one queer person in my family that's yes. out now. That's an adult cousin, right? Like nobody cares anymore. Anybody who was traumatized 15 years ago or an uncle or aunt who was weird about it, nobody cares now. So right. I wanted to rep, like, what does that look like? Let's model that for people. Cause when we go to events, it's not nobody cares. And for our kids, they really don't care. I mean, my kid, my son was like, God shouldn't be a he. If anything, God's non-binary. Yeah, yeah, you're right. By the way, they don't think of, they don't, it does not, it's not hard for them. It's not hard for them to do this at all. So in the creation of the show, it was like, okay, I need to just bake it in. I need to have a trans person at the center. I need to have a gay couple in the center, but it's none of it's going to be about trauma. None of it. Trauma is, was in the rearview mirror and this is about joy and thriving and love and what that looks like so that kids can watch and say, oh, that also exists in the world. That's good to know. That's it. Right. That's well, it. that's fucking that's everything. We This is the conversation that Casey and I have had for so long, which is that, you know, I think that everybody calls this the golden age of television. And I think, I mean, I guess. If you can afford it, you right. know, and like, if like, it's just, we're not getting, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think that the, that, that television as an art form at its best does exactly what you're doing now, Gloria, with all of your shows, which is like showing us, reflecting the real world back at us, but also showing us how it also can be for everyone and how it should be for everyone. Like inclusive and diverse and interesting and not just about those things, about like the real shit, like what your emotions are, what you're going through and your family. How you feel about stuff. And I think, you know, that interestingly, and Amazon was so great. Creatively, they were so awesome and, and really supported me. But one of the notes they gave me early on was, hey, nowhere in the pilot do you say that soul is trans. And I said, yeah, because I don't, what do we get? Hi, trans cousin. Like, right. It comes up in episode three because it's organic to the story, but I don't think we need to bring it up before that because let the audience just see them as a human person. Yes. Yeah. And you know, like, and we'll talk about it as we need to talk about it. Yes. And well, that was so lovely. And soul was, you know, ISIS was so appreciative of how we, you know, how we dealt with, with all of that, because we had obviously in the writer's room, but then we also had people, you know, the actors on set, you know, I love the collaboration with the actor. I love so much that Isis feels so seen in soul and that, and that Birdie felt so seen with Charlie, you know, so seen. I loved what you said about not, you know, just letting the audience see soul as a person first for for so long because I think while we hear so many stories of how representation is so important to people that 
are underrepresented. I think representation is so important for everyone else to see as well mm-hmm. because I'm loving, I'm seeing a character and falling in love with them and feeling empathetic toward them and then realizing that maybe what they're representative of is something that I'm not familiar with or haven't seen or have been ignorant about. And that is, I mean, that's how... TV is how I learned anything I know, you know? So, I mean, like, stretching back to to historical-themed cartoons or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, oh, stretching that's... back to the episode of Facts of Life where they accidentally buy a bong? Yes, I mean... Do you that... remember that episode? Yeah. I, I remember when Natalie lost her virginity to Snake. I, I that's remember, right! Oh, yes! Like, kind of Tom. traumatizing, by the way. It was we kind love you. of traumatizing. It kind of legit traumatized me because they a little bit sex shamed her. I mean, yes, yes, we can do a whole sidebar. Yes, all of that. Yeah, all of that. And I'm sure all of these episodes with things like this, they were in the past, they were treated as like a very special episode. You're Mm going to be devastated. I remember the the episode of Different Strokes where. Oh, God, the molestation. the 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 bike shop. Yes, the bike shop. And it was, a vi- and like at seeing it, I was, whatever. I'm not going to get too deep here, but that was, that was something that I needed to see. And now as an adult, like parsing it, like it couldn't have happened to one of the main characters. It had to have happened to a side character so that we could like neatly dispense with it, solve it, pack it up and move on move to the- on to the next funny, funny episode with, with the funny, funny main characters. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, but that being said, I'm glad even that existed in the past. So now I'm so, so glad that you're talking about this evolution of representation because I just think it's important for everyone to see, because I think that's like the main issue is that we're ignoring each other's humanity. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and it's still like, it's interesting to be, to be having, I, I've been having these conversations now. Like I've, you know, I've never talked so much about being Latina that I have in the last five years. <laughs> Are you Latina? Happy, happy, to do, happy to do it. Happy to do it. But it is fascinating. And even some of the early press, which was, you know, beautiful press, but it's like Gloria Calderon Kellett's Latin A comedy. It's like, it's a rom-com. I mean, right. yes, they're Latino, but you don't say like Reese Witherspoon's new white Caucasian rom-com. Like, so by by giving it any sort of qualifier, even LGBTQ rom-com, it's like you're giving it a qualifier that makes it seem like it maybe is not for everyone. Whereas right. all of this is for everyone. You're making me want to become an entertainment journalist so I can say Reese Witherspoon's new white Caucasian new white show. Lady. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Right? So, like, yeah. We don't do that. True. We yes. don't do that. So these are characters that you are going to like that happen to be from different communities, happen to not be the same faces you've seen again and again and again. But by the way, I, t- I texted Gloria. I was like, my God, the day after the premiere, I mean, I was getting all these pictures or whatever. And I got Birdie and Mark, I think Mark sent me one of the cat, like all of, all of you guys together. And I was like, my yeah. God, did you assemble the most beautiful the most cast beautiful of people? people? Like, I know. what they are so the beautiful. heck? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so for, I mean, it's so true. you could say, in, you could tell the reporters, um, like Gloria Calderon's Kellett's new um, rom-com hot. filled with beautiful people. Sure. <laughs> Beauty- sure. Yeah. Just everybody's just 
They're, they are all know. beautiful. But by the way, but by the way, that even speaks to, I mean, that was accident. These were, that was sort of accidental. They were all just really beautiful and wonderful. But it's funny that, that, that uh, Isis, you know, pulled me aside and was like, Hey, next season, it would mean a lot to me if, because soul is a doctor that they would work within the trans community, helping people that are not passing because you know, oh, Isis yeah. is one of the most beautiful women on the, like, she's so beautiful. I mean, and yeah, she goes by she day. Stunning. She's so beautiful, but people don't think that she's a trans woman. Um, right. And so she really wants to show that this looks many different ways. Yes. And, and one of the writers in the room is also pushing forward. Um, like we should have some people of different sizes and for, and I was like, well, I gained a lot during COVID. So I'm going to be <laughs> that, that representation this season. <laughs> The double digit sizes I'm representing. Listen, good. But also, Gloria, I do want to say, because I, um, a, a friend of mine at work uh, is, is non-binds, non-binds. That's what we call it in my household, non-binds. <laughs> um, non-binds. And I showed them the, I showed them the trailer and, or the, the clip of Isis and uh, Saul and Charlie Birdie's character talking that was released because I was at work when it came out and I was so excited and they got they got emotional like like this is a young person like i think early 20s emotional and was like can i tell you what's so cool i have so many like sort of femme presenting non-binary uh friends who've like literally never seen that your kid like what your kid is representing like has i've never seen that like, do you understand how cool that is? Because a lot of people do get this, like, one very specific idea of what it means to be trans, what it means to be non-binary, what it means to be, you know, like, any number of labels that you can, like, stick. And really, it's like, this is just, you're, we're just all people, guys. We are all people, you know? Right. So I think that there's representation that's happening in lots of different directions. Yeah, you know, so many different... This. So many different presentations and opportunities to present different presentations. And I also think it's good because I think, again, like people that might be less familiar, I think there is a level of, hopefully there is a level of curiosity. And by curiosity, I mean, I want to know about this because I want to be a caring, understanding person. And I think this will be so helpful because it is a tricky subject. You know what I mean? You don't want to mess it up. You don't, hopefully you don't want to mess it up. You don't want to harm someone. So to be able to get like an education through an entertaining, beautiful TV show is such a gift. Mm, It really is. Well, thanks. I mean, that's what, that's the hope. The hope is it does start those conversations and it does also allow, I think there's also, you know, we all know people who are doing, trying versus um, not, right? And I think there needs to be a gentleness in the trying and, and the, you know, I'm still, my language is so gendered, you know, that it's something I have to talk about a lot with the group. Cause I'm like, Hey guys, well, Oh, is guys. Right. Okay. And you know, and they're like, glory guys is fine. Like guys. Is <laughs> okay. But you know, when you're talking to somebody non-binary and you say, guys, you really, feel, I'm like, Oh no, did I, right. Oh God. And I want to, I'm so sorry if I misgender it, you know, Oh, and everyone's so lovely. Like they know I'm trying so hard that they're like, it's fine, Gloria, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But, you know, we do it all the time with man, I'm telling you. I do it all the time. Man, guys, like, <laughs> yes. we have such gendered ways of speaking. And it's a good way to just look at language and how language evolves 
and we can have, there's things that we grew up saying that we don't say anymore. That's right. Isn't that cool. And we can do it and it's okay. <laughs> we can do it. We can learn to not say certain things anymore. It's so it's true. Okay. <laughs> Since the early 2000s, Gloria, I've been calling everyone girl and lady, which I know isn't the right thing either. But just at some point I was like, I everyone hey, says dude, guys and man. I and I was know. like, I'm just going to call everyone like, Hey lady, what's going on? And like 99% of people didn't care and thought that it was silly. And I was just being silly, but it shocked me how many times people were like, why did you just call me that? And then I was like, Oh my God. Imagine if anyone ever called me dude. And I was like, why are you saying that to me? Like, it's so interesting how deeply ingrained that one that pattern is. is. I'm trying yeah. to swap it out. I'm trying to, I'm really trying to start with y'all more, but then people are like, are you trying to be Southern? I'm like, no, but it's nice. Cause it's so all inclusive, you know, Hey, y'all what's up? <laughs> uh, uh, I like people. Hey people. Uh, I love saying love. Hey, love. I love love. Love is probably Ooh, my good. favorite one. Hey, love. So nice to see you. Love. Love is a good one. Love. Highly, okay. Can I just be real? Wait, Gloria, Love. for some reason, that one makes me think that you just don't remember the person's name. I was going to say, I used to work with a lady <laughs> that called us all love and darling, and she was Southern. And we were like, she, six years in, she does not know our names. <laughs> yeah, she just doesn't know our names. But she was so cool. No one cared. And it felt good to be called darling by her. I don't know. Like, I, I got to I gotta think about this. I'm not ready to give up guys. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> Like so, my thing. I I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard, but like, let's let's try. Let's try. Let's try to do it. Let's try. Everybody, people. I don't like it. I don't like it when people say peeps. I don't like peeps, folks. But then I feel like I'm uh, President Obama, folks. Yeah, that's a little (laughs) folksy. What's up, party people? What's up, party people? Well, guys, I mean, it's a little. We can pull Listen, that off everybody well. listening, if you've got some great suggestions, cats. Hey, cool cats. <laughs> cats and I, kittens. You know, I kind of like no. cool cats. I call me a cool cat. Hey, cats. Hey, cool cat. Hey, kittens. I, I kind of like, like to call everyone. Hey, I call everyone team. Ooh, you hey, do team. call people team. I've been there. <laughs> hey, hey, team. Hey, team. What's going on? <laughs> um... Okay. I mean, we could, we could just come up with some things. Yeah. You know, Emily Beebe, my my best friend, Emily Beebe, and I used to call each other pup, like P-U-P. Oh, that's cute. Hey, pup. Hey, pups. Uh, This is kind of cute. See? Yeah. We have a lot of options for for the listeners today. (laughs) Yeah. We really, we're going hard. Um, Okay. So Gloria, what I, uh, I want to, you know, we talk about pivots on this show and obviously you, you kind of like came into wanting to be, I I'm curious. I, by the time I met you, sorry, I need to start over. By the time I met you in college, when I was a freshman and I think you were graduating ish around that. Yes. Yes. You were already like, I'm going to perform and write and do, I'm going to do all of these things in entertainment. And was that always the goal? No, I think you, I think you may have witnessed that occurring. Really? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because I didn't, I also didn't know anybody in this industry. So I thought I growing up, I thought actors made up the words. I didn't know that there, you know, like, I don't think I knew what it was. So it wasn't really until Loyola and I had such a fortuitous 
experience at LMU because I signed up for an intro to drama class. Okay. My freshman year at Loyola. And I went to the little theater and I walked in and I said, is this intro to drama? And Linda was sitting there and she goes, yes. So I sat down at Linda and she was like one of the first people I met. At, Guys, at Linda, Cardellini. Linda, Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. So I realized after that class, I sat in the class and I was I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything I wanted college to be. And we were doing all these amazing acting exercises. And I was so obsessed. As I leave, I realized it was an intro to theater class. Intro to drama was upstairs. You know that bit where the little theater was in the back, Busy? Yeah, 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 of course. There, you go the, up those side stairs and there was yeah. there were classrooms above that theater. Yeah. I was supposed to be up there in an intro to drama class. And I And that was I the did, class that was like intro to drama was like for kids who weren't theater majors. Not theater majors, and they were like studying text, not performing. Oh, oh my God. So, so you, I was it was like this magical thing. And I loved that class so much. And that's when I was like, oh, I, there's writing, writers are a thing. Like these plays were written by people and their plays rights. And, and now I notice when I'm watching, written by, of course, I just never, I was always singing the song. I wasn't paying attention to the credits and you don't know what produced, but you don't know what any of that stuff means. So I was already sort of getting an inkling. And then as we were doing these plays, my senior year, I was in, um, oh my gosh, uh, Odd Couple. I was in The Odd Couple, female version of The Odd Couple. You remember this? Cool. Do you remember? I don't, this, yes, this I think I, up? yes, yes. Diane, Diane Benedict directed it. Yes. And it was oh, like God, my Diane. my final thing at Loyola. So every night I would, I would punch up the lines <laughs> and I'd <laughs> no. laugh. And one day after one of our professors, Ron Morosco, came up to me and he was like, Gloria, if you think that you're funnier than Neil Simon, then you should be a playwright. And I was like, maybe I should. (laughs) And I I wrote my first play that then went to ACTF and that, and that's, it all kind of went from there. So, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, oh, maybe I can do this too. Oh, maybe I could direct this stuff too. Oh, man. all of that was really coming together my senior year uh, as I was about to graduate. But then I graduated and I was like, oh no, I found all of this stuff six months before I finished college. I wasted college. Like, you know, you, you think the world ends when you're, <laughs> when you're that age. Yeah. So I, I applied to grad school. So I went to the University of London for grad school and I just immersed myself in theater. I read every play I could get my hands on. I wrote like 11 plays when I was in London. I won four writing awards when I was in London. Oh my God. Uh, and it was, yeah, oh, it was great. I won the International Student, student Play Script Competition that Alan Akeborn, who's like the Neil Simon of England. Alan Akeborn's like written every, he's like literally like Neil Simon for, for the UK. I had tea with him because he bestow, he gave me the award. And I was like, this is this is what I want to do. Oh no, I ha- I can't leave England. <laughs> and I, you know, I finished my master's program. And they were like, bye. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess I'm back to LA where nobody cares. Nobody because in LA, you yeah. say you're an actor or a writer, and they're like, what restaurant do you work at? In the right. UK, you say you're an actor and writer, and they say, what drama school did you go to? Like it's just a different way of looking at this art. Right. And then I was like, okay, I gotta figure this out. I gotta figure this out real, real quick. Now that I'm back here and I know that I want to do some version of this mix mishmash of stuff. Okay. Then so then what happened? I put up plays. I, I was, I got the agent. 
I mean, I did extra work on, I remember once I visited you and Linda on Freaks and Geeks because I was an extra. I remember that. I actually <laughs> and remember. And you guys took me to like whatever the little lunch place was and I felt so yeah. fancy. Yeah, um, I remember. And I was just studying. I was on that set, like looking around going, okay, this is what that person's doing. Okay, this is what that's for. Okay, okay, okay. I was just sort of b- biding my time. And you know, Mark was also going, an extra when he was in film really? school, grad school. Yeah, at USC. It's a great way to, I mean, it's I mean, it's its own thing. There's like extras that are like lifers. They're like yeah. no joke. But if you're there to kind of look and observe and you stay out of people's way, you can learn a lot on a set. Yeah. For me, it was great. I only did it five or six times, but I thought it was, pretty amazing. Yeah. He did it for Um, a summer at USC. Yeah. Yeah. I did it for, exactly. I did it for that summer. Uh, and then in the interim was going on auditions that were consistently, I mean, maybe a prostitute, but mostly it was gangbanger's girlfriend and gangbanger's sister. It was never like teacher student in the school or never, 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 never. Uh, and so I was like, all right, I know how to put up these plays. I did this in London because we in, in grad school, we put up a play a week and put them in different parts of the, the theaters in, in Goldsmiths where I went to grad school. So I was like, I know how to do this. I can do this. So I found out that the Hudson Avenue Theater on Santa Monica Boulevard, they are dark on Monday through Wednesday. They have a show Thursday through Sunday. So I went in there and I was like, what do you, what's happening in here Monday through Wednesday? They're like, nothing. I'm like, can I rent it Monday through Wednesday? They're like, Yeah. So then I found out Backstage West and LA Weekly will review a show if it has a six-week run. So I said, okay, scratch that. I want six Tuesdays in a row. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> okay, there's a set in there. I'm like, I don't care. I'll put a light on in front of the stage. Okay. So I wrote these monologues. I cast the monologues. I directed the monologues. I produced my husband, who's a cartoonist, drew the pictures. I went to all my favorite charities and gave them free tickets to opening night. I gave the actors free tickets to opening night. So the opening night, we have a pack audience that no one has paid. No one's paid. And right. I only had to pay like $200 for the theater because there's a set. I mean, it's like so podunk, but it's lights and two black boxes and that's it. And the rest of the run, you guys line around the block. Wow. And that's why my, agent, my manager, everybody was from those plays. And then I would do that every six months or so I would put up plays. And then I started. I, doing I went to a, a couple of them. I, re- I mean, I definitely. Yeah, I did. I went to one that was not, well, I went to one at the Hudson and then yeah. I went to, I went to one that was like, a, I feel like it was like around the corner. <laughs> was there like oh, did you another? Go to, um, yes. We also did the, the HBO workspace for a minute. We did one in there. Yes. It was like on Seaward. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yep. 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 That was when we were moving on up. Yeah. Well, wow. it seemed, I remember just feeling like watching that show feeling like, wow, she really does it. She really fucking does it. <laughs> and you were like, you know, you really were like the, I, I think that it's, it's, I, I'm asking you these questions just because I think a lot of people look at someone, the success that you have and like where you're at. And they're like, I want to do, I want to do that. That's what I would like to do that as well. And the hustle that it has <sighs> been for you since out the gate out the gate and it doesn't get easier right Right. like I think I'm so great what I didn't realize is that all of that stuff the writing the producing the the navigating to this that I would get liquor I'd call liquor reps and say hey I'm having a bunch of really sexy young actors at this will you give us free booze so that we can have a featured cocktail I mean then we'd print up the featured cocktails like we were freaking everything 
I still do that same thing. I just did featured <laughs> cocktail for with love. I just printed out. I mean, it's ah! no, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So it taught me how to be a showrunner and how to be a producer. And it's no easier now than it was then. I'm just trying to bring in a bigger, I'm trying to bring millions of people in now than 99 people. Now it's right. I'm trying to reach millions of people. It's the same stuff though, same yeah. stuff. And so that's where, you know, I think people who come here and understand that this is really a journey, that if you want to do this, it's like, you got to think about it like grad school, you know, the people that are like six months and I'm going to see how it goes. No, it's not for you. Then do something. It's okay. Find something else. But if you're like, all right, I'll give it 10 years. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> right. 10 years we can Welcome. work with. 20, 20 is even yeah. better. 20 is really, that's where you want to be. I mean, it's literally 20 years, 20 years for me since my first official Hollywood job to now. But I also will say, Gloria, like the one thing that you and I and Casey have in common in this industry is the doing of many different kinds of things with the same sort of ultimate goal. Do you know what I mean? And like being able to shape shift and do and just do a myriad of different jobs within and 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 all trying to like I don't know service something that <laughs> we feel like is is missing. But yeah. you know, like whether it's I don't know. I think it's just good storytelling. People can like, it's so fun. Like for me, it's, I can't believe, I mean, don't, don't tell them. Don't tell them everybody. I can't believe they pay me to do this. I cannot believe I sit in a room with some of the funniest people on the earth, right? Like in Hollywood, like writer's rooms, there's what a couple thousand of us that do this for a living here. I get to sit with those people and we tell each other stories and make each other laugh. And then literally actors are like live Barbies, you know, <laughs> they're like I'm basically playing Barbies with actors and they're saying things and then I make them have sex. And then I, they say <laughs> one thing. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that I was sneakily doing I was 13 years old and I can't believe I get to do it now. And they give me money for it. And then on top of that, good things can happen from it. Like one day at a time, I'd worked on many shows and I had great time for many years on many shows. But one day at a time when we would do panels, it was a line of mothers and kids, grandmothers and kids coming for a hug line of like, before I saw your show, I was so afraid for my kid and I didn't know how to talk to my kid about this stuff and you gave us a framework to talk to my kid about this stuff, you guys, you can't go yeah. back. Yeah. You can't, right. Once you've done that, you're like, oh, yeah. I just want to do this. Yeah. Yes. I just want to do this. I just want to make stuff that can make them laugh and also maybe start a conversation yes. that can yes. heal so that we can yes. all have a better time together on this planet. Yes. Sign me up. Yeah. Yes. And I think the way that you're talking about it is probably, and you must know this on some level too, a secret to your success is it sounds like you can't, you love it so much, you would do it for free. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. and a lot of people get, this is a conversation we're having all the time about like asking for what you're worth and, you know, and obviously that's, that's important and, you know, and you're worth a lot. But I think that when you're just passionate about doing something so much that you couldn't stop yourself from doing it if you tried and, you know, right. and 
you can then that's it. That's it. Of course, it's gonna, you know, of course you, you are talking like the work is the reward and the that's, reward. that's so nice that's to hear. True. I mean, the actors all make fun of me because I legit go around all the time and say, um, you guys, you guys, we're making a show. Like how many people can say like, oh, I can't because I'm working on my show. What? Right. Like it's never going to be, I will never be cool about it. I can't be cool about it. I do think like, yeah, I think that the people, it's so funny. I was telling Casey a couple weeks ago on my pod, I was feeling like our crew was having like kind of like a bummer morale moment because COVID's been hard. Shit's been hard everybody's exhausted, you know, whatever. And so I was like, we got to start some fun stuff. Like I, COVID's hard because you can't have the usual fun stuff, like food fun stuff that you right. used to have, like in the same way. So I started like bringing some free shit that I would get sent from brands. And we started free shit Friday <gasps> where like, it was like a raffle for the, anyone on the crew, like gets five tickets and they can put them wherever they want for all the free, you know, for free stuff. And it like became like, it's super fun. It's fun. And we, and the first time we did it, we were all like cheering and like the, like, like the PA who got the weird heated blanket. We're like, woo, like that's so exciting. And like, we, I just looked around and I was like, all these people are here. And we like, that guy's great at lighting. And then this person knows how to do tape. I don't know what that is. The gaffing tape gaffers whatever you know what I mean like we all are here we get to do this insane fun job we go home and then we get to watch it in six months it's like the greatest job in the world I don't know it's really really fun pretty great it's pretty great I know it's pretty great we we do a thing with the crew uh, if you want to add it to your free shit Friday maybe you do like once a month uh wrap time so you have everybody put 10 bucks in a pot for what yes. time you think you're going to wrap and the person that get <laughs> the person that comes closest to the wrap time gets the money gets the pot it's a good one oh that's gets perfect. people excited that's amazing. somebody takes well, we, did, bucks. Yeah. we were doing i don't know what happened to that cuz we on Cougar Town we always did $5 Fridays and then we did occasionally we would do $10 Fridays and then sometimes before the holidays we'd do $20 Fridays mm-hmm. and we would pick mm-hmm. someone's dollar we would just random pick someone out right 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 and but for some reason they don't do that here in new york i don't know why <laughs> you got your free shit Friday. you did your thing i think you I did, did your that thing. i'm also i'm trying to hustle some free california pizza kitchen for the crew listen i'm like trying oh, to yeah. see i'm also gloria i'm literally like you too i'm like hey guys awesome. uh i have a great yeah. idea do you want to i'll post about this on instagram if you send us some pizza for real <laughs> yeah why not? yeah why not? What else? What should we talk about? Next? What's next? Are you, is there going to be a season two? I mean, I guess it's just coming out this week, but there's going to be a season well, two, I mean, right? I feel, I, I feel confident. Yes. I feel confident is what I'll say. I'll, I feel confident. That's what I'm going to say. Um, I have a bunch of stuff in development. So I have a, uh, a movie with Natasha Rothwell at HBO Max oh, called great. We Were There Too. And it is about, she and I were at lunch and we were talking about how we love John Hughes movies. And it was like, isn't it, where were the little black kid and little Latino kid? And I was joking. I was like, it's like the, if the camera just moved left, like we just were right there. They just didn't right. capture us. And she was like, that's the movie. <laughs> so it's literally, 
It's literally like in the background is like a Molly Ringwald doing her shit, but we're with the little <laughs> black and brown girl as they're like in the eighties falling in love to a John Hughes soundtrack. Um, oh, amazing. I love Natasha so, so much. I, oh my God, I love obsessed. it. I think she's the, one yeah. of the biggest stars on the planet. Yeah. I love her so much. Agreed. And agreed. We had an obscene amount of fun making, writing that movie. Uh, so it's in the draft. First draft is in and we just are doing some, some polishes and stuff. And then hopefully we'll start on that. We, and we're producers on that with Greg Berlanti. Uh, and then I have another show with Blumhouse uh, and Spotify at Amazon called the horror of Dolores Roach based on the podcast with Daphne Rumavega and Bobby Cannavale. It, this one is starring Justina Machado of one day at a time fame. So we should be finding out about Yay. that hopefully in the next few weeks. Amazing. Um, and that's Ooh. like a Sweeney Todd modern day, you know, killing people and putting them in empanadas and selling them dark, funny. Oh my God. Uh, uh, stuff. Yeah. It's really funny and dark right. and Justina just is, kills it. And then I have a yeah. Shakespearean, um, a teen soap called Verona about focusing on the women of Shakespeare. So it's, uh, it's through the lens of a Latino lens. It's like Verona is like outside of Miami. It's basically Miami. And it's the, it's, High school because that's the most heightened. I mean, talk about all the world's a stage. Never is that true totally. in high school. <laughs> and you have the freshman is based on uh, Juliet. The junior is based on Ophelia, and the senior is based on Lady Macbeth. And it's these three sisters that are navigating high school. Modern day story, but the Shakespeare, the Shakespeare journey over the course of the season, so that it can bring classics to the kids. Uh, cool. And then I have glowing, and then I have glowing up, which is an animated queer uh, celebration. It's about uh, a young uh, makeup blogger, Evan Horowitz, who is Puerto Rican and Jewish growing up in Queens that is basically matchmaking. It's sort of the story of, of uh, Emma uh, through the lens of this, you know, musical animated comedy uh, that we're doing with Field Trip with uh, Will, Will Graham's company. So it's it's busy. It's that busy time. Yeah. You do... So many things. <laughs> you do so many things. I'm do you trying, sleep? People, people ask me that. Do you sleep? You know, I'm really lucky that I don't sleep a lot, but I can fall asleep like a dream me because too. I grew up in a loud Cuban household and that was the biggest gift because they, my parents would, my parents would take me to parties and take, and just put me in a, I'd be in like a, a little, whatever the, the little carrier was. And so if I wanted to sleep, I just have to sleep. So the, in college, I remember I drove my, my roommate crazy. Cause I'd have the TV on to go to sleep. Cause I kind of need the noise. Yeah. So I can yeah. go to sleep with the TV on like that. The amount is, I think the quality is pretty good. The amount dwindles. And I tend to like, wake up at four, wake up at five, wake up at six, you know, cause I have an idea and then I want to, yeah. you know, write it down. And then, Oh yeah. wait, yeah. what's happening on Instagram? Oh no, it's five 15. I'm going to try to put my head down for another minute. Um, I also, I'm very yes. good about my mental health. So I meditate a lot. I'm very big on, on cognitive behavioral therapy and dealing with anxiety, uh, and depression, which is something that I think a lot of women in Hollywood have to face. And I feel like the last decade has been getting really good with that. And I think I'm in such a great place um, with my mental health and I'm so grateful. So now 2022 forward is really physical health, making sure the body that is holding the brain, which I Mm -hmm. do not, I really don't, I just try to stay awake. 
I eat to stay awake. I drink coffee to stay awake because I want to keep going, keep going, keep going. But my job is mainly sitting at a computer. So it's now being intentional and thoughtful about ways I can move my body. You're so good about it, Busy. I don't know how you fit it in, but it's something I need to make a priority because I want to be like normal. Well, I took a, I've taken a break, but that's that's a whole other story. But I have it. But but you know what? I've been like, I really do. I really do you think you me, would you like. You told that. me the trampoline. To get. I really you think you would love it. I really think I you think would love I would it too. I got to get it. I got to get it. Well, maybe I'll just send you mine because it's not currently being used. So, uh, right now. Um, but Gloria, I love you so much. You must have, do you have a crazy week ahead of, of promotion? Yeah, but it's abundant. You know, I'm all, I'm also reframing language. I'm all language. I, I'm so grateful for these conversations because I used to say things like underwater uh, slammed. Uh-huh. Uh, I right, right. See, I'm not saying that shit anymore. I'm saying it's, Wait, it's I like abundant. this. It is abundant. Things are really abundant, and I'm so grateful I that like they're this. abundant. Yeah. And I'm here to meet the moment. Yeah. And then on Sunday, I'm going to sleep all day. Uh, that's what's happening. That and then you perfect. have, and then you have a Chris, and yeah. then you, we've got like your kids will be off school. Holiday, just family time. Oh, what a dream! It's family time. We're gonna Do like you have roast a vacation planned at all, yeah. or are you just gonna? We don't yet. We wanted to do a trip, but we're not quite ready. We're not quite there yeah. yet. I Soon. Know. Soon. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Soon. I'm feeling nervous about flying also. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm just feeling nervous about it, but I don't know. We'll, I don't know. We'll kind of see. I feel like we'll see. Things seem to be getting better. I'm cautiously optimistic. And in the interim, I'm happy to, happy to have some rest, some time to rest. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to watch all five episodes Friday at 7am when I wake up. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) But it'll be such a fun activity for this weekend for people. Because also guys, I just want you to know Hollywood break. It is important the first weekend that a show comes out. Right. So just, is it ever? It really is. So I know that Amazon has all the love for this show with love because you don't get that sidebar on the front page of the LA Times for free. But I also know that it would be wonderful if everybody was like, you know what, this weekend, this Friday night, I'm going to check out Do it with love. We're actually it's- live tweeting. The cast, the cast is live tweeting on Friday starting at five o'clock. Okay. You love you tweeting. Wait, can we talk real fast before I, I let do. you go about your tweeting? You love to tweet. Yes, I do. I love it. And you're also incredibly generous. Doing you are. That. You're you, always like giving people advice. You're so nice to everybody. Yeah. You don't get I, like. It can be. Listen, because we need to. Yes, it can be a dumpster fire, but it can also be a place of incredible kindness and joy. And how much would you like? How much would you have died for anybody that you loved busy? to have taken a moment out of their day to say, oh my gosh, you, yes, here's an answer to your question. Young yeah. person trying to do, oh, like it, I'll be, it's all selfish. It's selfishly making up for the people that were not there for me. <laughs> it's like, I need to do it for, for, for me at 18 who didn't know anything and who just wanted some pearl, something to stay, keep going. And it takes 30 minutes. It's not a, it's not a big commitment. 
um, because I can't do coffees with people anymore. I can't like all no. of those things, which I used to love to do. I can't do the amount of people that ask me to read a script right. as though, as though that's, that's brushing your teeth. I mean, it takes a script takes me in like over an hour to read a half hour script. Cause right. I have to read it for real, which is going through it, right. sh- judging it. Right. Like there's no, are you kidding? I don't have time. I, the, the uh, I mean the mm-hmm. shoot, we have to talk about shoot your shot guys, shoot your shot, but like know your audience. Don't yes, ask a yes. person with five right. shows to read. Like when I don't know you, like you can't right. do that stuff. Right. Can you say, what is a piece of advice? If I'm having a hard time, what do I, how do I look for an agent? Those yes. kinds of questions. Yes. Here we talk about it. that a lot about just about how it a lot of times people reach out and they just want you to help them in a general sense and so if you can hone in on a specific question that might have a specific answer it shows that you've done your homework and yes. that you're you know but I I get a lot of like so how do I do this and I'm like oh lord <laughs> There, yeah, I, like, I mean, oh, really starting at the, yeah, let's do a little research first and then, yeah, you know, yeah. But I do have a free YouTube series through Better Like. It's 11 episodes of me talking about everything I know about Hollywood and it's free. I literally did it because I wanted to offer a masterclass for people who could not afford masterclass. It's so, so it's there. great. It's there. It lives on YouTube. Go watch it. It's everything that I know. That's amazing. And it's available to anybody who wants that information. That is, yes, honestly, super fucking generous and really great. I recommend it to so many people. I recommend Glow, your YouTube series, and also Jane Espenson had a blog. Oh, she's so great. She just like cranked. I, I think those two things are equivalent to a master's degree. A master's program. You know, let yeah. me also give love to uh, Children of Tindu, which is uh, a podcast and the two guys that run it are awesome on Twitter. It's it's because remember, they, they would, I guess growing up, they would hear like, as children often do. Yes. And they thought it was Children of Tindu. <laughs> <laughs> so they have this podcast called Children of Tindu and they talk all about like in depth about spec scripts and agents. And I mean, they are incredible. So people should look them up too. That's, that's great. That's all great. great. A lot of free resources, lots of free resources, young storytellers. We need yes, you. Come. We really do. That's the we other really thing do. too. Like, I love that you're, you know, diversifying in front of the camera, obviously helping to have representation, but behind the cam- behind the camera, helping yeah. like, you know, get more stories out all there. All women directors, <sighs> baby. All women yes. directors. It's amazing. Yes. Female DP. I'm working with Linda. I'm working with uh, Linda this week. Linda um, Mendoza? Yeah, Mendoza. Oh, Linda Mendoza. I know Linda. Please hold her in your arms. I love her so much. I she's, she's a fabulous director. So efficient. Watch her. You should, you should oh, shout over her. Busy. Oh, Oh, you think I haven't been watching her? You know, I have worked on many, sh- I mean, I've worked on hundreds of episodes of television now. And Pam Fryman is like one of the greatest I've ever seen ever, yeah. ever in terms of efficiency, kindness, decency, happy crew, yes. happy actors. Yes. Doesn't raise her yes. voice. Uh, yeah. Incredible. And the same was true with all of these women. All of these women yeah. crushed, came in kind, know what they want, very efficient. I mean, Linda is like a master. Linda is Linda's, like, she's, incredible. she's also so fast. Like she'll, you'll make your day. You're gonna make your day with Linda and she'll get the shots and she'll, right. you know. Well, she, Cause it, she knows exactly what she wants. She has exactly a plan. She she's, yeah. th- she's been thoughtful. Though. Like, you know, yeah, for, me totally. as a showrunner, for me as a showrunner, it's like, 
oh, ooh, can I, can, I'd love to see that. Oh yeah, we got that. We can do that. And then she'll adjust, adjust this, adjust this. And we're, off we are, off we go. She's incredible. Um, incredible. Incredible. So yeah, please give her a big hug for me. I, I will. She was just super excited. Couldn't believe that it was like birdie and that the whole connection. Yes. She was like, oh my God, I can't. That is crazy. And she yeah. and she was bummed that she couldn't be at the premiere. I know because, it's a party. Uh, I know. I know. I know. We were it together. Was a really good party. It was no, it looked really it was fun. Good. It was good. It was well, good Gloria. I can't thank you enough. Also, guys, if you haven't watched One Day at a Time, I, there are a lot of parents. A lot of parents message me, like, especially, you know, after in the last year and a half or whatever, and talking about Birdie and our journey together. And they're like, what, you know, I need help, but whatever. One Day at a Time is truly such a great show to watch with your like preteen teens kids. It's like just fucking great. It's fucking great. But thank you for making things that I want to watch that we all want to watch. Likewise. Likewise. Thank you for putting my kid in in it. (laughs) Only you. They're only allowed to work with you. Um, I mean, it was such a treat and it was such a treat. We had the best time and it was just wonderful. Truly. So lovely. Really good. Aww. They're and really they're, good. And they're, they're really and good. they're and gorgeous. Like the camera, could you die with how gorgeous they look on camera? I was they're like really a mom, sending you, like sending you photo. Like I kept on saying, like, oh my god, this photo. Oh, send this. But tell <laughs> tell Casey, tell everybody. I wasn't. I wasn't on set. I wasn't no, a stage mom. Really, I like couldn't. You were really good. I late. I held and of back. Busy comes on a set and people are excited. You know, they yeah. want to. They're they want to talk to her and want to. You know, Aww. but you were really like, this is not about me. This is about. I want to stand back and make it about my kid. I know. To the and point if, where we were like, but like, but come out though too. But come <laughs> hang on set. But um, but I think uh, if Bree comes back, uh, if. There, when there's a season two, um, I think that I can't do it again. I can't be in that trailer again. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get somebody else to be this to be with Bernie. It's hard to be a stage mom, Gloria. It is. It is. It is. It is. Do you feel like a, you're a stage mom of all of your cast? You're their stage mom. I, I do, Mama Bear. That I, I you feel really tremendous. do. I really do. I because I really love them. I mean, I, I have to, you know, I. It's so funny because Isis and I were talking about this the other day. When I cast my actors, I call about them. I pick up the phone and call about every single one because not only I have to be with them for a lot of hours, sometimes yeah. more than my own family, right? I want to have a good time and I want to know they're going to be professional and that they're going to be lovely. And I'm not, I'm not temper tantrum and in your trailer. No, thanks. Mm-mm. No, thanks. I'm not here for it. So I call about all of them. And what I need to hear is, oh my God, they're so lovely. I'm in. Because I already like them and then they're so lovely. Were there a couple of people that were on the, that were considered that I heard, oh my God, run in the other direction and I'm not working with them? Yeah. Because I'm not going to put myself through it and I'm not going to put my other actors through it. No. Because it has to be a love fest. And life's We're breathing rarefied air. If you don't get that, then, then you don't need, then go find another job. Because for me, this, we all have to sit in the joy of getting to do this gig because it shows on screen. People feel it when they see it. And that's, I mean, watching Girls 5 Out, it's like, oh, they're having like a great time. <laughs> we really you, feel, you know, <laughs> not to say that you're not great actors, but you can, it's a vibe, you know, yeah. like you can tell that this fit, like, oh, this, like most of the 
reviewer of the people that are interviewing me, they're like, oh my God, are these people you've just known for years? I'm like, no, <laughs> we just really, we were there with a purpose. We came knowing that this was so lovely that we got to do this thing. And I hadn't been with in a room of people. And here's these like amazing people. I mean, it was wonderful. Well, and it translates and I'm so excited and I love you so much and go get some rest and hug your kids and, um, and then back to more fun stuff tomorrow for all of us. Back to more fun stuff. Thank you guys so much for having me. Love Love you, Gloria. I love you. Love you guys. Well, Casey, I talked a lot about my health issues today. You talked a lot about your health issues today. We talked about how hard it is to get in to see doctors. Yes. Um, you know who's on ZocDoc? Who? Dr. Wang, my doctor. Oh, I love him more and more that I hear about him. Yes, also my new doctor, my new Ellie doctor, also on ZocDoc. Listen, guys, this is what you need. You need a ZocDoc app on your phone. You need to get into the app because you can find real people who give reviews to real doctors. You can compare doctors by their ratings. You can read real reviews. You can find and book highly rated local doctors. When you need a doctor, you need a doctor now not in a few days like me this is this is exactly what i just went through right right you need to see an md asap and this is the solution you download the free zocdoc app it's the easiest way to find a great doctor instantly book an appointment and with zocdoc you can search for local doctors who take your insurance you read verified patient reviews you book the appointment in person or a video you don't have to wait on hold with a receptionist. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, a dermatologist, a psychiatrist, an eye doctor, any other specialist, ZocDoc has got you covered. I just want to say one thing. I want to point out something that's very important to me with ZocDoc, and it's not part of like anything they've asked us to say. But I am a really anxious person. I suffer from anxiety. I get overwhelmed when I have to make a bunch of cold calls and sit on hold. And a lot of times that just results in me shutting down and like calling off the project, no matter what it is, including like getting in to see a doctor when I'm not feeling well. This app eliminates 100% of all of that anxiety and stress. You can just get on there, read the reviews, find a doctor who's available, book it, and that's it. And you never had to go through all of the anxiety that like dealing with any of this stuff on the phone can create. Well, exactly. (laughs) And they'll get like you can find a doctor that's available immediately. Right. Zocdoc is making healthcare easy. Go to zocdoc.com/doingherbest and download the Zocdoc app to sign up for free. For free. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to zocdoc.com/doingherbest, download the Zocdoc app to sign up for free. And you can book a top-rated doctor. Many are av- available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash doing her best. Bill is an app that helps you. Are we going to get sued? <laughs> maybe, but maybe not. 
Also, Madonna's got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> All right. So listen, guys, here's what Truebill is. Um, it's a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or honestly, in my case, you just forgot that you have signed up for, which is a lot. <laughs> a lot of free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars long after you forgot to cancel the free trial. So you can fight back against scammy subscriptions with Truebill. On average, people save about $720 a year with Truebill. Who doesn't need $720? Yes, 100%. Yes. Um, companies make subscriptions really hard to cancel. Truebill makes it very easy. You link your accounts and Truebill cancels your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. So listen, I'm a person who signs up for things all the time and then forgets yeah. to cancel. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Still paying for like, I was like, oh, maybe I should not be paying for that thing in Los Angeles anymore. Right. Shoot. Yes. And with all the like streaming services, individual mm -hmm. subscriptions, all the softwares that we all try out for various things with our work or, you know, just anything that made you put in a credit card to join for free for seven days that you then forgot to cancel, it's so easy just to go right on the app and be like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want this. Honestly, I think you should join the more than 2 million Truebill members taking back financial control. Go to the App Store, Google Play today and download Truebill for free. Okay, Jennifer B says, with your help, our family has saved $587 a year on unnecessary subscriptions. It's just like, it's money that's like being just given away to Just, something you don't want. Yeah. Take siphoned, it back. Siphoned off of your... Take it back. You need it. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash best. Go right now. Truebill.com slash best. Could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash best. She was great. We didn't talk about what we're doing our best at this week. We talked about how whack our weeks have been. Well, um, I'm going to do my best moving forward <laughs> <laughs> um, with reframing how I discuss how busy I am, a la Gloria Calderon Kellett. Yeah, I thought that was a really, I thought that was really good advice. Reframing is just such good advice for kind of everything that you have mm -hmm. like negative feelings about, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that like you can't have negative feelings. It's just like mm -hmm. things are what they are and like you can either manage them or decide to do something about them or, you know, whatever. And I think the way that you talk about it is really helpful in deciding how you want to manage them or what you want to do about things. And so I was really happy she said that because I thought that was really smart and useful tip from someone who's clearly very productive and seems like she's having a fucking blast being that way. <sighs> So that's what I'm going to do my best at. Okay, great. I'm going to get better. I'm going to do my best to get better. I'm definitely going to like 
continue to try to like um, pay attention to my health. Yeah. And like my levels of exhaustion and my over um, exertion. Yeah. Overextending. Yeah. Agreeing to too many things. Like even just now I got like a text from a person who I had said I would like make a video for a charity thing for. And it's like, why did I fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I believe in the charity thing. I want to help, but it's all, it's just, there is many things. There are many things. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I. Criteria. If you would like me to help you set up some criteria, I'm telling you it's everything. For someone need, in your, I w- yeah, I need criteria in your. Position. I already did. I have to tell you something. I already did. Um, I already took a couple steps, Good. and I'm pretty proud of myself. Okay, so there, there you go. I took a couple steps, and I am uh, proud of myself for like, um, yeah. It's like a little bit of like criteria, right? I've been like, I don't need to hire a. Like a uh, like a finder for help, you, you know what I mean, right? Do you know yeah. like those companies, yeah. like yeah. agencies? Oh my god, they're agencies. You yeah. guys might have my brain. Um, and then all of a sudden I was like, but why not? Why don't I just hire an agency to help me find the help I need here, and like it'll be done? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I did. (laughs) I did that. Yeah, it's just a lot of things. Like, and I know to people at home, like, it probably doesn't one to one apply, but like, even me, like, you know, I'm, I'm not like a big, Deal, big time showbiz person, but even me at home, I'm applying criteria to everything that I'm doing, which is like, like if someone reaches out to me on social media and they're like, hey, what channel is that show that you mentioned on? I'm like, I'm not responding to that. You're able to find that on the very device on which you were asking me this question, you are able to Google this. So like, it's not to be mean. It's, it's a do your own research, guys. Yeah, it's a it's a. Can do I be your honest? Own. You know, I haven't been posting on Instagram at all. I don't yeah, know if you've noticed. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I don't know. I'm just so fucking like... Yeah. I'm exhausted by everything, you know, a little bit. And like, that is a thing that I realized when I was away. Yeah. That I didn't need to. But anyway, when I posted the thing about abortion last week, because it was just really hard that sure. just, it's just, I'm still, see, I'll cry about it again. Yeah. I almost posted, I'm not going to put, by the way, I'm not, I'm no longer putting grassroots organizations that you should be donating to because do your own fucking research. <laughs> like I almost put that and then I was like, right. I, uh, I need to yeah, not, yeah. I need to not yeah. do that. But I didn't put places to donate to because I do feel like do your own fucking research people. Like I'm so, it is, it does get like exhausting that we just expect everybody to do everything for us all the time when it's like, and even I am so guilty, I'm guilty of it myself. And I've been really like trying to do better. 
Well, everybody is. That's the thing. Right. And I think we, I think one of the issues that we're facing is that we have become possibly because of like everything that we have at our fingertips, uh, kind of society where you're, we're all accustomed to being satisfied instantly, whether it's mm-hmm. for information or something that we, an item that we want or what people just reach out. And it's like, it's not even nefarious when, when you say like, what's an right. organization that you suggest or whatever. It's just that mm-hmm. cumulatively, if you've been asked mm-hmm. a thousand times, what's an organization, then the, it's a lot because you, I know how you are. I know how I am. My natural instinct is to help and to say, oh, Correct. it's on Hulu or it's on Peacock or, you know, and your natural instinct is to like rattle off this list of reputable organizations. But also like this is a list that you've rattled off before. Like if I if I said that I liked a TV show, I probably said what platform it was on before. So like, you know, the information's out there. That's why I'm like criteria is kind of good just to like relieve yourself of a burden and like say it's not a mean thing. It's just a thing that I am confident because you're a smart person, you can figure it out for yourself and you don't mm-hmm. need to lean on me to do that because I have like a lot of stuff that I actually mm-hmm. need to do. But criteria can be for everything. It can be for like deciding when to post to Instagram. Like you can have right. set up criteria like here's when I'm going to post to Instagram if it's about a cause that I believe in and if it's about like thanking someone for something that they did for me or if it's about promoting something or you know whatever. You can have like a list of five occasions where you would post to Instagram and you can you know for causes, you can decide, oh, I'm going to, in 2022, I'm going to focus on two causes. One is like getting things to like children who are in need and, you know, and is tied to this specific organization, maybe baby to baby. And one is going to be, you know, reproductive rights for Americans. And, you know, and those are going to be my two main focuses. And when people ask me to host other things, I can say, yep, that sounds great. Unfortunately, I'm focused on these two things this year. Yeah, like I, it's it's hard for me to do that with this thing. And I've talked about this before because I do feel like you don't have to just care about one thing. And I care about lots of, lots of things, you know, and I want to be able to, if I can, I want to be able to, um, you know, show up in in a myriad of ways. The thing is, my availability mentally, physically, right. and otherwise varies from month to month and week to week. Right. And so, like, the you kidney s- people, you know, right. uh, in May, maybe I'm like, I really don't have that much going on in May. You know right. what I mean? Whatever. Like, if if if, if a person, like, reaches out to me, with a thing, a cause or whatever in a time when I'm not, it feels then, and I don't know what that is, but to me, it feels like in that moment, me being like, oh, I'm really just only focused on these other things feels shitty. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but yeah, you do, but you do have limited life and you do have like limited bandwidth. And by the way, like it, 
saying no to something doesn't mean that you don't care about it. It just means that you're caring about yourself too. And like, you're really lucky. You can just be like, hey, I can't host that thing, but I can write you a check. You know, like to be honest, that's true. That check Mm -hmm. is so much more helpful to that organization Mm -hmm. than like every organization wants to do fun stuff with celebrities. But, you know, you're a person and you have a life and you're trying to like put your family first and take care of yourself and your health. And, you know, so like it's very hard. It's very hard. And I know it's really hard too, because a lot of times we agree to something in the moment. And then when Mm. the time actually comes, it's really difficult to like rally yourself to do it. But like, I am such a fan of criteria. And like, I talk to people like I'm my own assistant. I just let them assume that I, that I'm my assistant. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not available for that. And that's not something that I'm focusing on right now. And, you know, so I can't imagine what it's like for you, but I'm a big fan of of setting criteria. Because the thing is, you're the boss of it then. And you can then say, well, I'm breaking my own rule this time for this or whatever. But, you know. <sighs> okay. All right. I'm going to consider it. <laughs> you, it works for anything. It literally works for like stuff around the house, you know? Oh, shit. Speaking of which, I did mention earlier today that I needed to send out. I decided I couldn't, I didn't have the bandwidth to do laundry. Yeah. So I was going to send it out and then I forgot to do it. But that's okay. I'll do it later. Well, you still, I'm sure you guys have, have a little bit of like, I know that you guys have like stuff packed away, but... Right. Well, like, we're in this this place do, yeah. doesn't have a full size washer dryer. Right. 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 So it makes it very difficult. Yeah. To do large amounts of laundry. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. not again, not, not the, like, not worth beating yourself up over. No. And I like have a massive sinus infection. I don't really feel like doing laundry right now. But, um, in fact, I'll probably just go back and lie on my heating pad, my giant heating pad. Um, after we're done with this. Um, Cricket is old enough to do a load of laundry. She might like to learn. She's good at laundry. She does yeah. laundry. So Cricket's just, great at laundry. Cricket's great. Cricket's always been great at chores. Pay her adorable ass to wash a load of underwear okay. and then take Sounds a nap. Um, oh, what did you want to tell me? No, you tell me what you're doing your best at this week and then we'll discuss some other things. Okay. Um, what I'm doing my best at this week is that... Mm-hmm. I was invited to a party, which was so nice to get the invitation. I don't think she'll mind if I say, but our friend Arden Marine, who's been Mm -hmm. a guest on the podcast, had like a holiday slash birthday party. And it was going to be all vaxxed people, all outdoors, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I said I would go. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm too tired, whatever, whatever. But... Mm -hmm my husband was like, let's just go, like, let's just go and say hi. And like, you know, like showing up for people. Like we said, like Arden Mm -hmm. needs me to show up for her birthday. Like, obviously she's, she's the queen, but, um, but so we went and it was like the best time. And I saw Shantira. I saw you said, did you send me a picture? I posted on Instagram, a picture of us together. I felt like it was to me. It was it was really nice. And I felt really bad because a lot of people were like, does this mean she's 
recorded the podcast and I was like, no, we just ran into each no. other and no, hung no, out sorry, as as friends. It was so great, but it was literally like a reunion of everyone that's ever been on the podcast. I felt like not really, but so many people that have been podcast guests. And I got to see our friend John Ross Bowie and his wife, Jamie Denbo. And I got to see my friend, Brendan Smith, who hosts an amazing music podcast. If you're interested in music, he's delightful. Just saw so many people and met so many nice people. And I was so happy that I went because Arden's house is like magical and like just... It just is like there. She she's had some type of magical spell done over that place that it's just like a very, very joyful place. Um, yeah, she had sent me the invitation for it. But yeah, I want, her house looks so fucking cute. I've always it's wanted so to be great. Her. She's really she has, <laughs> she's has a talent for like interior decorating mm-hmm. and she really does. But also she just was like. It was so weird. I was trying to tell her because, of course, like I was like, I need to text her and thank her for having us at the party. And before I even could, she texts thanking us for coming. And I was trying to tell her that just watching how joyful she was and like, and everybody was there to celebrate her. And, you know, but just watching how joyful she was and how receptive she was, it was like, exactly what I needed and I wound up like so glad that I went when I was like trying to talk myself out of it because I don't know why I was because we're all so socially weird now um but it was really like I have not been to maybe not in my life but at least not in a really long time I've never been to a party where like First of all, I knew half of everyone and I recognized the other half. If I didn't know them personally, I recognized them because they're like performers and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Arden's an actor. Literally every person was saying, hi, I'm so-and-so. Hi, hi. Like you could like going past each other. And I love that. It was so nice. And I was like, that's a really special person that assembles a group of people that are the type of people <sighs> To be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I would like to have an amazing chat with you by this enchanted fire pit. It was really, really great. And I was so grateful. And I was so happy to see Shantira. And so now we're trying to like get together so she can see the boys because she hasn't seen them in a long time. And I know that sounds so weird that I'm like trying to arrange for my friend to see my adult men's sons who I'm calling the boys. But... But she loves them, and that's like a that's a little bit of a Christmas tradition. I feel like in in our families now. So yeah, so they were so excited that we ran into her. I love it. Yeah, it was really great. great. It was great. Um, I don't know what I was gonna say. Oh no. Well, I don't know. I don't remember. I had a list. I was keeping a list. And I that was helpful. And then I think I left it at work. <laughs> it was a list of things you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Like about like things in the world? Uh, that's what no, like this is I think this is like as this is this is another thing I was kind of trying to do my best at. Like, um like <laughs> like I was like, I'm gonna be a better podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> like making notes of like things that I should talk about that like are good the funny things that happened during the week that were like <laughs> that I should talk about <laughs> in the podcast and then I 
and then I left it at work, so I don't have it. Listen, you tried. Where did you put the list? You just wrote it old school on paper? I like old school writing on paper. I get that. I hear that. We have to get you the thing that like is the it's old school writing on paper, but then it goes into your phone. So like even if you leave the paper thingy behind, you have it in your Sometimes phone. Sometimes I take pictures of notes. Yeah, I do too. And like some people are so great using that like Evernote app and then they can like look up things that and I'm just like, I don't know if my brain I don't I might be like seven days too old to to ever know about that. I don't think that my brain works like that at all. <laughs> I can't even organize photos, which is so annoying. Yeah, some you know? people, oh my God, my friend Taryn, like I'll be like, remember that time we got pizza? Like it was, I think it was in the fall and she'll be like, she'll have like a photo. She'll have already pulled it up before I can even say. And she'll be like, yeah, it was in autumn, November 14th, 2017. We had pepperoni pizza. Here's a picture of us. And I'm just like, how do you fucking do that? I like, I don't, I don't understand it. Oh, wait. Oh, do you want to hear this? This is actually, this is a good story. We'll end on a nice, okay, a nice story maybe. Okay. And then we, then we cut to, we cut, we talk for 45 more minutes (laughs) to to two, two hours more. There's two more hours this podcast, guys. Strap in. Um, (laughs) Okay. So Sunday night, peak of this sinus infection ravaging my brain and body. And I was laying down on my heating mat and finally like Mark and Birdie got back. Thank God. And I used my like face light thing, my in, my infrared light thing on the pain relief setting, which you're not really supposed to do on your face because you don't want to put like heat on your face, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. I, desperate times. I was in so much pain. And I have to be honest with you. I was like pretty sure that it was sinus infection, but also since it's been so long because of my surgery, since I've had one. You couldn't remember. I kind of was like, is this meningitis? Like, am I, is this, should I, I kind of was like, I couldn't remember how bad it hurt too. And I was like, do I need to go to the hospital? Am I reaching like a point where I need to go to the hospital. Like, true, truly, on Sunday night. So like, I'm going to try this light mask, light thing on my face and see if that gives me any relief. And I'll try to do some meditation whilst doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was laying there and kind of like going into like a zone-ish, zoning out. My head was in so much pain. And then all of a sudden, my my friend Jenna appeared, appeared, Aww. like in my space. And I was like, oh my God, Jenna is here. She's right here. And then I was like, oh God, literally, this is in my head, right? I'm like, oh God, Jenna, am I dying? <laughs> like, is that why you're here? Because Aww. I'm close to death, you know? Yeah. And then she just started laughing like her beautiful, amazing laugh that she had. Yeah. And then I kind of was like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Okay. And then basically Jenna was like, you're not dying. 
but you have to go to a doctor tomorrow. It's really important. Like you have to go to a doctor tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. It's all in my head, guys. <laughs> and anyway, I was there for a little bit longer. I took the light thing off. I put it down and looked at my phone. So it's time to go to bed. Are you ready for this? It's pretty fucking wild. It was 15 minutes, maybe 10, 10, 15 minutes that I was doing this. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 11.05 PM on Sunday, three videos were texted to me with the message. I was organizing some old hard drives and found these gems. I thought you would enjoy. It's Jenna's voice. It's Birdie. Aww. And Jenna. Go. Listen. <laughs> she's coming back, Kelly. We're sharing our shoes. Aww. We're sharing. She's, she's That's cricket. Oh, that, that's know. Birdie's voice. I think, I think you have dinner at home. Wait. And she's asking Killian for food. Okay. Oh, Killy, can we share a little bit with Birdie, please? Just a little. Isn't that fucking nuts? That's wild. Those are from her husband? From her, yeah, from her uh, partner, her, her former partner, yeah. Aww. Yeah. And he, like, it was while it was all happening. Yeah. Like, energetically, she just showed the fuck up. Yeah. And, like, just brought me, you know, was, like, so comforting to me. And then I, like, got to hear her voice because I don't have, like, video, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I, that's a meditation technique, you know, like in a guided meditation, sometimes they'll ask you to picture someone that's standing there and then ask you to like think of where they're pointing you or what they're saying to you. And I think that's amazing because, wait, how do I say this without... Because I mean it in like a nice way. Like sometimes it's sometimes it's hard. Like pe- I'm sure a bunch of people were telling you that you needed to go to the doctor or whatever, you know, but you're like brushing past. No one was, just by the way, no one was. No one just was. FYI. No. I would have told you. But, yeah. you know, well, or I'm I don't sure have a, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you were thinking it yourself and probably brushing past it because there was too much to do, you know, but like when your good friend shows up to you in your space and tells you, then, you know, you take it seriously and you took it seriously because like you want to honor that, you know? And, and so, yeah, I think that's, I think that's great. And like, maybe, you know, maybe that's a thing too going forward. Like maybe you're calling her to you. And if she doesn't mind coming to tell you, you know, well, when you're when you're trying to decide whether to go left or right. I don't. Yeah. I mean, like, I want her to be able to, like, be free in whatever space she's in, you know. So I, but I appreciate it so much that, you know. Yeah. That she showed up and, and then to, like, get those videos of these babies and. My friend, it was so sweet and so like like fucking magic. Like it felt yeah. like uh, it felt like a magic trick, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because she was such, you know, she was so caring and so loving that, like, I was working a lot on Cougar Town when 
the kids were babies when Birdie and Killian were babies. You heard Birdie's little voice in that yeah, video. Yeah. And Jenna would like take Bird with Ileana, you know, to the park. Like also working moms, you know, it's not all the time that like your friend will like, and, and our nanny is wonderful. And like we, I love our, you know, Ileana, our former nanny, she's not our nanny anymore, but it's not very often that your friends would like call, like hang out with your nanny, with your kid. You know what I mean? Am I, does that sound weird? It sounds weird. No, I mean, I, <laughs> I think that seems right on the money for a good friend and I'm sorry that you lost her, but here's what I do want to say. And yes, maybe I have microdosed with the little chocolate, that I did have leftover that wasn't today? a scam. Not today, like late last night. I really needed to just like get right. Here's what I think so though. Nice. Here's what I think. And like, this is mm-hmm. okay. I'm just about to be like full loopy loony. Um, I think that she is free. And I think that whatever she is now is like also you. You know what I mean? Like you're... You're everything that you can think of. And so when you're picturing her telling you that you have to go to the doctor, it's you coming to yourself and saying, let me tell you the thing that you need to understand from a person who you're going to hear it from, you know? Yeah. And so I think that, and like, I think that whatever's happening with her, She's so beyond all of our yeah. s- our schedules and right. Our, we and, can't even. We don't right. even. We can't even. Comp- it's a freckle on a star, right? Exactly. That's why freckle. Exactly. That's why freckle named themselves freckle. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, I didn't. Know Did you that, know that? I love freckle. I didn't know that. I do too. But um, that's, because it's like, of course, because so it's like fitting. it's beyond comprehension. Yeah, it's like a freckle on a right. star on a right moonbeam on a something. Right. Right. I think this is like a really transformative time for everybody. I just want to say that. And I want to say that like, uh, I know it's been fucking hard for a lot of people and people have been feeling a lot of weight of a lot of different things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a really good opportunity to like reframe, reframe a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And in, the, in I these think next that, few weeks toward the end of the year. Yeah. I think that um, you know, just maybe it's good. I know for a lot of people things are hard because they're so different than they have been in years past. But I keep trying to tell myself that like maybe maybe it's good to see you know, this time of year in a different way, to see Mm -hmm. myself in a different way, to see other people Mm -hmm. in a different way. Because here's the thing is that like, I know that I work hard. I know that I do. And I know that I get tired and that I get impatient But there are people that have been working so hard for so much longer than me and are so much more tired and and still have been so fucking patient with me and all like my Mm -hmm. dumbass questions and like things that I need to know and learn and, you know, and, and waiting for me to catch up. 
you know, like mm-hmm. I've been so lucky to have friends that I know probably like rolled their eyes at me a million times, but stuck by me and waited for me to catch up and waited for me to like learn the shit that I needed to learn about like being a good friend and just knowing shit about like what their lives are like, you know? And so I think like any type of a reset, even when it's hard is, has to be good. Like it has to be good. Like what else can it be? You know what I mean? Like it's happening. It's happening no matter what. So I just want to look at it like, okay, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to, I don't know, just to see things in a new way and like learn a bunch of stuff and be grateful for the people that were really, really patient with me on my way to like as far as I've come. I feel like um, I feel like what you said about like that's like what a good friend would do you know yeah I think that being patient with people is what good friends do it's like what good people do yeah and it's what people who really love you do yeah and it doesn't mean that you don't like ever get Annoyed. Annoyed or whatever. It's just that like, in my experience, I just have known a lot of people that are like, I don't know, that just kind of like make a judgment, like a final judgment on someone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, sort mm -hmm. of like, and I'm sure Mm -hmm. that I've done that too. And, um, And I'm not saying that that's not ever right to do if that's what's right for you. All I'm saying is that there are so many people in my life that could have made a final call on who I was. And they were like, you know what, though? I'm going to stick around a little while longer and see what that girl's got in her, you know? And so I'm so grateful for that. So when I when I can, when I'm able to extend that to someone else, then mm-hmm. that's what I want to do because, you know... It just, like, look, then you get invited to, like, this magical party in a magical little yard and everyone's, like, introducing themselves to you like a bunch of angels and you're so glad that that happened, you know, because you opened yourself up to, like, the possibility of that, you know, and and I don't know when that possibility is going to come again, so. Yes, I think you're right. I think sometimes people are quick to write people off when they're like, well, this just doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. But there are so many rewards. You know, every fucking time I do press for anything, they're like, what's the secret of your longtime friendship with Michelle Williams? Which is like boring to me, but also I get it. But also like I have long-term relationships with lots of people. Right. And we, you go through different phases like sure. with people and you see them in different times. And some of those times are going to be like eye rolls to you. And sometimes you're what you're what's what you're going through, what you're processing is going to be eye rolls to your friends. You have to like be willing 
you got to take the same vows you think you want to take with like a, a like a husband or a wife, you know? Yeah. It's like for better or worse. Yeah. You meet someone and you like are like let's let's do this friendship thing. Yeah. <laughs> you got to like ride it out. That also does not mean that you get taken advantage of. It's a fine line to to it's, to walk, run, it ride. It is such a to something to, bal- to ride, to balance. To balance. Sure. It, it it really sure. is. You just have to yeah. You really have to like, you have to listen to your heart and um, I'm being so corny, but I guess, yeah, I'm just saying that I'm really grateful for, because I know I have been like just not the best friend in the past because I really just didn't know how, like I didn't know what friends Mm. did, you know, and I'm still Mm -hmm. learning. And so I'm so grateful to people that are like, Oh, I fucking like you anyway. And like, even if you are weird and you didn't do that exactly the way I just, I'm so, so, so lucky, but also, yes, you can, you have to do what's right for you in the moment. And it doesn't mean that you can't, go back and re-examine. I'm just, I'm, I'm glad people haven't thrown me out. <laughs> My God, who would throw you out? You're the greatest person of all time. Come on. Come on, it's true. Hey, listen. <laughs> um, I'm ready for it all to be shifted, guys. It's all happening. Yes. We're going to have episodes coming up on this break. I don't know if you're off work, guys, at home. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Some people are taking time off. Yeah. I think we are taking one week off. Like after, Yeah, I requested one after week off. After Christmas. Yeah. The week after Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. But then we'll be back. Yes. With a whole new. <laughs> oh, there's a full moon this week, guys. Friday. Saturday. Saturday. This is full moon Saturday. This is a good one. It. Charge your crystals. This is the cold moon. <laughs> go get somewhere where you can see it. Light it up. Yeah. Get it, get it going. I'm going to go do like a whole ritual. I'm going to leave the sinus infections in the past. Moving forward. I'm going to swim in my box of water in my yard and look yeah, at the Yeah, I think that sounds wonderful, actually. Be with water. You be. should bathe in it. You should bathe in the moon and bathe in your <laughs> little water. Um. <clears throat> Maybe I'll find the things, the notes that I had written, and then we can talk about it never. But um, <laughs> it's a good start. It's a good start. I'm going to just, I'm always, I'm always reaching, you know, I'm always trying. I'm trying my best. Hey, I'm, I'm doing my best. Oh it's my the name of the podcast. Uh, 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 uh. Shut up. <gasps> oh my God. <clears throat> I like right, that we, lie down. we rediscover it every week that we're like, I know, oh. kind of, kind of, it's true. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> like, oh wait, that's what we were supposed to be talking about the whole time. But that's how that's how life is. It is how life is. Let's be real. Let <laughs> let's be real, guys. Um, all right, I'm gonna go drink some water and lie down on my heating mat, and then maybe Cricket will come in and be cute. And that sounds yeah. really fun. We love you guys. We'll we talk, love you. We will talk to you next week. We're going to talk to you next week. And um, yeah, and it'll be like some type of pre-holiday anxiety alleviation, something spectacular. Maybe we'll make a signature cocktail or something. Let's do it. A signature morning cocktail. 
Well, if I'm cleared to fly, I think next week I'll be recording from my parents' house. Oh, that'll be a whole <laughs> vibe and a whole energy. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, <laughs> we love you. Be so good to yourself and mm-hmm. take care of your sinuses and mm-hmm. take care of your armpit lumps mm-hmm. and... um. Fuck All your pe- lumps. Fuck people who hit your car and don't leave a note. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and really and sucks. Godspeed to whoever stole those cookies. I mean, bless them. <laughs> They're on their own now. They're on their own. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, no.